0: Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's time for the call in show. That's right, we want to hear from you. The phone lines are open 614 655 3887. We'll be here until midnight Eastern Standard Time. We do it every single Sunday. So if you want to share stories about small business tyrants, dare officers, or any of their other wild shit that's going on in your life, we'd love to hear from you. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation i'm brett he's brian and we've been going by b daddy now i'm brett he's b daddy thank you we're here to take your calls like we do every sunday wednesday nights we do the we do the basement show so subscribe to the podcast on any of those platforms that you do itunes uh, google play spotify we are available and all that if you want more you know, if you think, hey, I'd love to have Street Fight five days a week, uh, we pretty much do that. We've got so much bonus content coming out on Patreon. You get access to videos, zines, and uh, bonus audio. Shocktober is happening at the end of this month. Uh, we just posted an episode of 100 Million Tons of Steel, our heavy metal episode. And uh, the heavy metal zine is now available. The digital version is here. Uh, you'll get that physical one in the, fa- in the coming weeks for those of you that subscribe at that level. Uh, thank you for tuning in, supporting the show. Uh, we got one more week to go. I really need y'all to jump in and help us out with those uh, wavy pre-orders. Think about them Christmas gifts, cool t-shirts, and masks for your friends and family. Store.streetfighteradio.com I bought new masks. You bought new masks? Well, I googled best masks. Okay. So I decided to get the best masks that they make. What did you find? Uniqlo. No. Yeah. That's what it says. says this is the most breathable, most comfortable, coolest Uniclow. Uh, I uh, have to, well, that's 15 wh- bucks for three of them, too. It's not like I'd spent a ton of money on it. It sucked <laughs> because, like, they come three to a pack, but they have medium and large size. Uh-huh. And I live in a very medium and large house having a teen daughter and a wife. So I had to order two of okay. them. Sure. I had to order six masks. So, cause Gwen's sitting in that school all day with that mask on, and I was like, she seems. I mean, she is really hating school. I mean, like, it's gotta be bad. It's yeah. gotta suck. She's just like, you know, you think you're gonna get time with the teacher if you're in the building, you don't get no time with the teacher. You're not there long enough. You know, you're it, it, fucking. You're not there long enough. Uh, uh you can't really talk to anybody you're wearing a mask all day and you know, a cloth mask is it's hard to breathe. So I looked at like what basically, I don't know how this comes off and I'm just going to say it. I looked at the best masks that Japanese people like, because I always see the videos of Japanese people. They're always wearing the masks when I'm watching wrestling and shit. Yeah. So I was like, I want the top best seller in Japan. Uh huh is what i want got it and i googled it and three sites called the number they said these fucking masks they can't keep them in stock in japan they were just like it's crazy how many people are wearing these masks in japan right and uh they just started selling them in america august 28th so when i saw that there were 15 bucks for three i was like i'm gonna get some of those because like I tr- I trust the Japanese people I guess. Yeah. You know. They wear masks more than we do. We don't wear masks over here. Yeah. You know. I got to say uh yeah, I I bought uh the surgical mask because I basically aspirated some cotton on one of those masks so uh, I'm wearing, like, the surgical mask and then, like, a decorative mask on top of that. Because yeah. I'm not fucking with the cloth mask. I think the hillbillies were right. Like, you're not supposed to put just t-shirts on your like face. I don't like it either. You can't breathe. I don't like it either. All. That's why I, I got that Uniqlo mask. I'm, that's my mask now. Yeah. But as soon as it gets here Tuesday, it'll be my mask forever. You know? Because right. it just seems like that's the good shit. But it's still made of cotton, isn't it? No, it's some... Plastic? Micro fiber type okay okay you know what i mean yeah i don't know what it is but i know that it's not like just like layering a t-shirt over your mouth yeah god i was i had to fucking stop and get a Gatorade the other day I'm fucking standing in this small gas station and there is this fucking guy standing like a foot away from me and he's fucking holding his shirt like this. Yeah oh yeah he doesn't have a mask on and he's making like Almost no effort he, to cover. Half his mouth out. Half's out. He's just. Yeah. He's just like going like this. <sighs> <sighs> like right on me. I was like, fucking great. You yeah. know what I mean? Thanks. Thanks for this. And then. So I have been purchasing Caramellos. Ooh, interesting. At the Speedway. Yes. You ran out of the cases? Yes. I got two cases coming soon. Um, So I stop and get five of them. I'm buy five caramellas For the week? I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. And then the next day, I stop and get five caramellas. Don't. I didn't. I, that doesn't mean anything. It could mean I'm keeping nine of them on hand. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Whatever. So I stop and get five more caramellas. The lady at the counter, first of all, has the mask around her ear and just hanging off the side. But she's behind it thing so it was just kind of like that's fine you know what fine it's not but it's it could be worse is i think what i was thinking okay you know because i'm wearing a mask it's on you know and and i lay down my mellows on the table and you know what she says to me she says uh Oh hey, you're my five guy. And now I'm embarrassed and I'm not gonna go back there anymore. You're the five guy? Just, just, just call me the five guy. Because I got five candy bars. Oh, so Which is I you shouldn't comment. When somebody's buying five candy bars at one time, don't don't comment on that because no, you that's a, you, shame. You got a whole family to feed, I see. <laughs> Wait, you have these for dinner? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dessert for you and your three children. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that. Don't let's not. Let's five guys about this, five, Mr. Five Guy, <laughs> greasy bag. Here he comes. Five guys walking through the door. I know what you want. <laughs> I got them rang up. <laughs> you don't have to shop anymore, sir. I have them behind the counter for yeah. you. You can just come in and grab them. I'll leave them outside the door. Yeah, you know, do porch pickup. <laughs> yeah. It was so humiliating. It really made me think about some choices I've been making lately. Oh, really? you know what I mean, yeah. You don't want the people in the fucking neighborhood to know that you're five guy. You know that you're a pig, basically. Okay. So, but what? No, I don't know. No, you go. You I don't. Go. I don't have anything to say. You can insult me. I don't care. I don't I'm think you should be insulted. I think you should. I think you're fine. I don't think you're a pig. I am a pig, though. I am one. All right. So then, what happens is. Uh, this is the weirdest day last week. I had this day. So there's this guy, okay? This is a dilemma. This is, this is a dilemma for all the listeners. If you want to call in and comment on it, I would really like to hear it. So there is this guy, right, that my wife and daughter told me about that stands on the corner by a bus stop in my neighborhood. And they have walked by him a few times. And what he does is he screams, somebody needs to give me some money or a pussy or a blowjob. And he just screams it Okay. as people walk by. So they're like, I don't, even walk, I don't yeah. want to walk on that road anymore. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Uh, I had never seen him. They told me about him. I had never seen the guy. And I pr- I-, I learned Thursday night that I had seen the guy. But I'm a guy, and he's not screaming at me. Sure. You know, like, I'm not the kind of person a guy like that screams at, right? Small guy. He's not that big, you know? He's he's built like I was when I was... He's built like when I was, like, 115 and 5'11". You know what I mean? Like, he's a thin... like, And he looks like he's probably, like, in his 50s. He's he's gray hair, horseshoe bald sort of thing. And, uh, um... I'm walking up the street, and I look across the street at the bus stop, okay? And there is a guy that's twice this dude's size, okay? But he's holding a bunch of bags in his hand. And they seem like they're talking. And then all of a sudden, they start chasing each other around the bus stop like a cartoon. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? It was so fucking weird looking that I was going to film it. Because it fucking looked like a cartoon. It looked like the Flintstones. Like someone's running and looking behind them, and yeah, the 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 guy that doesn't yell at people. We'll call him Big Orange Shirt Guy. There's a Big Orange Shirt Guy. He's probably double the size of our guy. Okay, that I'm talking about. He's not our guy, but no, he's definitely not our guy. Trust me, he is nobody's guy. Uh, I th- I don't think. I think he's pretty much an iconoclast. He's nobody's guy. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, uh, he's standing on one side of the bus stop and the other guy's standing on the other side of the bus stop. And then he would go to chase the guy. He would go to run around and chase the big orange shirt guy and the big orange shirt guy would run around to the other side and he's screaming and the big orange shirt guy screaming. And I'm like, Whoa, these guys must have an issue with each other. You know what I mean? And, um, so I, I kind of watch it go down because it seemed like I might get to see a fight, which I thought would be neat. And, uh, also got to say big orange shirt guy would have whipped this guy's ass. <coughs> sure. You know man. what I mean? Easily. Yeah. just twice his size, you know? And, uh, uh, so what happens is big orange shirt guy moves kind of away and gets on his phone to, I assume, call the police. You know what I mean? Uh, which that's the dilemma that comes up. Okay. So, He, this guy's on the phone calling the police he's standing kind of a few feet away and it looks like things have smoothed out okay and then i see the dude that stands on the corner grab the top off of one of those metal trash cans the public metal trash cans they have like this thing on top of it that you can like put cigarettes out on and throw in there do you know what i'm talking about it's like shaped like a mushroom sort of it's like a cover and it comes up and it's got another cover yeah wait it it goes up and then comes up yeah it's like a lid that goes up comes out and makes another cover okay ufo looking shit and i see him fiddling with this thing it's like in the street kind of and i'm like oh he must have i thought he kind of got mad and kicked the top off of the thing and then it went into the street and he's like i gotta get this fucking thing out of the street You know what I mean? Sure. Um. So he's struggling to get it out of the street. He gets it out of the street. He's holding it in his hand. And I'm like, oh, you know, that could have been a situation. And then he fucking whips it like a frisbee at a car that's just driving by. (laughs) Hard, dude. Does he connect? Yeah, very much connects. Leaves a fucking dent. Leaves like a foot long dent in the side of this guy's car because he's only two feet away from the street. He's on the sidewalk and he just whips it at a random fucking SUV that's driving by. Does it- so that guy stops. Yeah. And he gets out of the car and his girl and the dude walks straight towards him and is screaming. And they're like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Right. Something's like going on here. So they kind of step back a little bit. Then they get on the phone. They're like, I'm going to call the police and I'm seeing this happen. And I'm like, ah, guys, you know, I don't know what to do here. Uh, uh, the police are going to kick the shit out of this guy. Yeah. If they get onto him, you know what I mean? They could kill him. He's a black guy too. So like it just is like, I was very kind of concerned with that. But then I start walking down the street and he's walking parallel to me on the other side of the road and he keeps crossing the street. So, I have to keep crossing the street to be on the other side of the street from him. <laughs> because I, I figured, like, these guys are trying to devise a plan. They're calling the police. I, I figure my plan is to stay the fuck away from this guy. You know what I mean? That's going to be my plan. I'm not going to call the police. I can't call the police. I don't want him killed. Yeah. Or beat up. You know what I mean? He gets by the Goodwill building, and he starts kicking the windows as hard as he can, and then screaming at me across the street. And then he just like took off down a back road and he was gone. And the whole time I was thinking, like, God, I should go back and tell them not to call the police. But then, like, you could also just film it and be there to make sure they don't do fuck shit. Oh, that would have have been to do. Yeah, that would. But I also felt like, like, jail is not the place for this guy. No, there is there's something going on. He needs to like be. I, it sucks, right, that we live in a world where the only solution to that is to call the police, and they show up with guns and tasers and shit, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, and jail's the worst place for someone that has... I mean, it just exacerbates kind of any mental issues. Yeah! I mean, you put this They're, guy in jail, he's probably getting his ass whooped the whole time, you yeah, know? And there's no, the medication, their system is really fucking screwed up, and it's just... Yeah, it, it's a place where we send people to die, basically. Yeah, I just, like, don't know... I wish I'm like begging for a world that doesn't exist. Right. Cause like I yeah. want a world where there is somebody that you can call Yeah. in this situation and they can come and handle it and they take him to a place where he can get the help that he needs because he's not a, he's not a criminal. I guess he's kind of a vandal or whatever, but it doesn't seem like he was doing this to be a criminal. Sure. It seemed like he was doing this, somehow distressed you know what I mean uh yeah probably not having the easiest life yeah just a really rough kind of situation where it's like he's there a lot and uh uh in the neighborhood I live in he could do this to the wrong person and they're definitely people are going to call the police on this guy yeah over and over again oh yeah and I, I just don't know what I, I, I wish I knew what to do about it. But I guess you're right. I should have stuck around and filmed the interaction with the police. But he flexed yeah. down an, uh, an, a back alley. He was gone. Rachel shared something. Rachel had a list of alternative sources. I'll have to look it for it in Columbus. I'll try to get it to you. All right. I mean, but what are they going to do? Are they going to drive there and, like, pick this guy up who is definitely hostile? You know what I mean? He's whipping shit at cars. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, But I gotta tell you though, I gotta tell you, when he whipped that trash can lid at that car, it was one of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen. I just was really way into that, in a big way. Yeah. He fucking tossed it like a frisbee, hard, probably two feet away from the car, and it just made the loudest fucking noise, and the way that the guy in the car reacted was intense you know oh yeah <laughs> but then he realized he's like i'm dealing with somebody way more intense than me
1: <laughs> yeah i gotta get back in my car
0: <laughs> so i don't know if, if if i'd like to hear what some of the listeners would do in that situation uh uh and stuff like that because i think like i think that in the world we live in now that is a serious question that needs to be oh yeah answered yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we have to work on doing something alongside or something, a different solution because uh, who knows how you know how how these services are going to be provided. You already saw in like Pacific Northwest where like some of those militias are deciding to be the fucking police, and it's like, well, I guess we gotta be the the police, our police for some shit. We have that, to be the oversight board, yeah, for, the, for those fucking guys. Yeah. you know. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, uh, intense situation. You know, you don't see a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I see guys screaming on the street all the time, but they seem like pretty harmless and you just like not look at them. You know what I mean? But this guy, I mean, this guy's definitely a problem in the neighborhood. I, I don't. I, but I don't want him yeah, the ch- beaten or killed. You know what I mean? I like. I don't want him to have yeah. to interact with the police. Well, the, the chat said there are numbers you can call for crisis centers and stuff. So you'll just have to put that in your phone maybe for the future. Since you are out, you probably are more likely to see that type of incident than your average person. I mean, that was such a wild incident. Like, that was so out of, like, that. the only thing that's ever come close to that was the guy that wanted to run at a burning car. When, Oh, yes. (laughs) Mr. Hero. Mr. Hero, yes. (laughs) And that was the, that was like, that was dangerous and scary and made me very nervous. But, but yeah, Mr. Hero was the shit though, man. He was just trying to do the right thing. We gotta, we gotta save him. He wasn't necessarily trying to do the right thing. He was trying to get a viral video. Yeah. Doing something. (laughs) Which is funny, that is a yeah. very funny thing also uh uh I made a list earlier this week of the biggest workplace villains. Did you see that list? no okay so i have I have narrowed down a countdown of the biggest workplace villains. uh-huh, I just want to throw it out there on the air. One person that doesn't work hard enough and makes you do. The extra work. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Not like willing to just lazy employee not taking their shit. Won't do the most minimum amount. Yes. 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 Because I I don't want to say that this person this is a villain because it means you have to do more work. Uh huh. That's what makes him a villain. Number four. Okay. Lunch thief. This is the biggest villain in the world. Is lunch it lunch thief? I think is the number four. That's a tough one, man. Have you ever had? A job with a lunch thief? Yeah, yeah. Every job has a yep. lunch thief. I know. I, I've never been to a place, especially a big job. I mean, like at the warehouse, there was hundred people there or more, so there was somebody that was looking for free lunch always. Put their lunch in the refrigerator. What kind of? It, that's a, that's a crazy thing to do, right? Yeah, like smack. that is just like eating somebody else's home food. Like that sounds I mean, horrible, man. <laughs> what do I have for lunch today? <laughs> <laughs> like that. I mean, I don't want to eat people's like home. No. food. people
1: eat trash.
0: Yeah, I don't for know how lunch. people make. I don't know. I don't want to have anybody make their shit the way they do. <laughs> the things people eat for lunch, like Carl Buttig Turkey and stuff like that. It's just yeah, lots of baloney sandwiches. I'm guessing. Oh my god, yes. And then so then it is your immediate supervisor. Okay. Then regional manager, and then finally. Finally, head of human resources. That's the five villains of the workplace. In order. Those are the villains. Yeah, that seems like the team that's yeah. trying to drag you down. Lunch Thief, though. I will. I, I said this on Twitter. I I sort of appreciate the Lunch Thief. In a weird way, like, I, I have a big grudging kind of like... It's like when the bad guys work with the good guys in a cartoon when like you're a kid. Like, sometimes X-Men. G.I. Joe would have yeah. to work with Cobra in order to you know, take out, like, lunch thief cracks me up. I just like it for
2: the big I think it's funny, too. Yeah,
0: it's just so funny to imagine some guy eating somebody else's bologna sandwich with ketchup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then that guy comes to get his lunch. And he's like, where the fuck is my lunch? Oh, we got a lunch thief. Every I've never met somebody that worked at an office that didn't have a lunch thief. And I never worked in an office without a lunch. Also, the other office I worked at, we constantly had new new hires. So there would be like 14, every two weeks, there would be, you know, a new training class of five to six people. And one of them always was stealing lunches instead of paying. (laughs) They're they're training. Yeah, they're in training. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get some calls in. Maybe people can tell us lunch thief stories. Maybe we'll get a lunch thief caller. That would be something, right? Yes. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, uh, is
3: this me?
1: It's
0: you. you no.
3: What's up? Nothing much. Um, this is Jordan from Arkansas.
0: Yeah? Oh. Hey Jordan. I was like, uh Jordan. I Sorry, I was oh, like, Jordan's sorry. only I'm coming in one you. ear because I had one of the headphones out. <laughs> I was <just> like,
3: <laughs> what the hell's going
0: on? <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, Jordan.
3: Uh, well, I had a I had a dare story for y'all if y'all want to hear it. We do. Okay, so uh, we didn't have dare at my school necessarily because that was an older program. So in my middle school, instead of having dare, they had like a, a pastor from a local church come and talk to us <laughs> about abstinence it was only abstinence education so we talked about abstinence There was like three days so abstinence from like drinking and smoking was the first day and then sex was the second day and then the third day was drugs and in the in the drug seminar the preacher told um the students about inhalants oh, and he, nice. he fucked up by kind of yeah, he he told everyone that they could get high off of even, like, rubbing alcohol, <laughs> if you huff rubbing alcohol. So, like, whenever he said that, like, a guy raised his hand and he was like, wait, you can get high from rubbing alcohol? And the guy was like, yeah. So, throughout my school that whole year, there were students going and getting rubbing <laughs> alcohol, and then, like, huffing it in class. <laughs> you
0: know what's funny is... Uh, that's a great little t- fad at school, little trend.
3: <laughs> I think that's why we
0: huffed gasoline, probably. Was that, like, we went through DARE and they were like, people are out there huffing gasoline. And we were like, you know, that's a good idea because there's gasoline under the porch all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we had it... Um, when yeah. I When I did shop class in seventh grade, it was like an elective in seventh grade. And the guy was like, you're only allowed to use rubber cement in this class cuz everybody's always sniffing the glue and he's like back in my day, you know and he was he would tell stories about how people were sniffing glue and got their fingers cut off and shit, but then all we thought all we thought was like we got to steal a can of that fucking rubber cement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that yeah, so, uh, That's where like drug education is very funny to me that like they will they're essentially pointing out all the things that'll get you high. And there is a certain type of student me that will like not see that as cautionary who will see that as instructions on what will get me high. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. He was trying to like tell us essentially how like readily available it is and how dangerous it is because of that. But he only instructed like students on how to get high and, uh, I didn't do the the uh, rubbing alcohol in class. He also talked about, uh, like, r- rubber cement and paint thinner. So one of my friends actually did steal rubber <laughs> cement from our art room, our paint thinner, and we would get, uh, we would huff it on the bus sometimes <laughs> as we went home. <laughs> Huffing is a wild thing.
0: It's so it's funny so... because the first time I talked about how we used to huff gasoline when we were teenagers, people on Twitter acted like I was a maniac. But then there is like this one percent, and we we call them the other one percent, who are like, "Huffing's fucking crazy, man. It's something. It's yeah. fun, you know. But you know, it's... if I have to give some advice, it's like, you only get one brain, you know. What yeah, I mean? try not, not the hard. way to go." <laughs> It's just one of those, Tina, it's just one of those things where, like you said, uh, you know, we're not going to have the conversation with kids. We're going to tell them this is stuff you never do. And it's like, but I really want to do it. So I guess I'm on my own now. I guess I'll just figure it out for myself, you know? I mean, wouldn't you say if you were, so if they hired me and Brett to do Dare, what I would do is I would walk in and I would say this. Listen, you can get high off of gasoline, but what I would like you to do is just smoke weed instead. Because it's safer than gasoline and it's not gonna hurt you. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten to the point with Gwen now where like she's almost 16. She'll be like 16 in less than a but in fucking like three weeks. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to catch her smoking weed. You know what I mean? And like even if I caught her, I don't even think I'd be that mad. You know what I mean? It's like whatever. Sure. Kids do it, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's It'd be she, a hypocrite too. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What am I gonna say? Well, yeah. You but but I like have begged her not have, to do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a bad enough life to be a weed smoker. Yeah. I, I, that's say I, to say. Her. I should like, say that too. I should say that too. You go live through some suffering. Yeah. Bit. Have a mom or dad that fucks your life up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, for me, it's like she came in a couple days ago after school and was like she mentioned this girl in her school who, who like has very conservative upbringing and stuff. And she was like, she fucks. And I was like, what? And she was like, she fucks. And I'm like, you know what? When you have terrible parents that are mean, you fuck. That's just the way it is. It's like, it's not surprising. You yeah, know? Yeah. You need <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some love. Yeah. Yeah. Closeness. Yeah. But, uh uh, that is a really good story. And, uh, It is funny. I'd love to hear from fellow huffers. We really are the 1%, you know?
3: Yeah. It it is a crazy, I I wouldn't recommend it, but if you do do it, you would know how kind of a crazy situation or, um, sensation it is. I mean, it is
0: for kids too. It is. It's mostly kids doing it and it, it really is like the highest I've ever been in my life. I mean, Poppers are real huge right now, though. Yes, that's you can true. You get those right off Amazon. Yeah, that is and true. I'm, I have done those recreationally. I'm on a patio with, like, 30-year-olds at a bar patio. They've passed around a bottle of fucking poppers. Right. Whippets, whippets are like that, too. But I feel like poppers don't get you the same way. We would sit under our deck with the uh, uh, gasoline can for mowing the grass. And you open the thing and we would just take it and we would just put it on our mouth and go, (laughs) and then put it to the side. And then we would all just lay there and we would go, wah, 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 that we would make that noise. And then every once in a while, because we had a metal gas can, it made this other noise. Somebody would go, sploink, (laughs) because (laughs) it makes (laughs) this. But we like it's, you're not doing, you're, like on another fucking yeah. planet yeah you can't see yeah it's all fuzz yeah or we used to go <laughs> to a graveyard that was like a small family plot in the middle of nowhere and we would bring the gas ca- we would bring three gla- gas cans or so or, or however many gas cans we brought and we would all put it on top of the highest gravestone and we would all be like all right go and then huff you know what I mean? And then fucking take off running into the cornfield and chase each other. And it really was like, what a fucking experience. But again, <laughs> just smoke weed. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't got to get that high. Yeah. That's like an amount of high that nobody needs to get. Well-ventilated area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah also, also, yes, yes. Jason outside. will say, you need to do it in a well-ventilated area. Jason once uh, uh, was huffing butane in a car with the windows up. And one of the guys decided they needed to light a cigarette at that specific moment. And uh fireball enveloped the car and and the ceiling was melting on their faces. And big props for Jason told the truth. He's the only one of the three kids that told the fucking truth. My he just walked in. One guy was like, I was mowing the grass and I left the uh I left the cap off, and I I went to mow it, and fire came up and just burned my. Fire, fire. Just yeah, fire, yeah. And Jason was like, uh, "We were out there huffing butane in the car, and Martin <laughs> went to light a
1: cigarette." <laughs> well, yeah,
3: that's the way you should. Can I ask it? a question now? Oh.
4: Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
3: I, I was going to say, how are poppers? Because I've thought about like doing poppers before, but uh, but I- I've never done them.
0: I mean it's pretty much the same thing I yeah mean- it's huffing is all it is you just don't get as high because it's a smaller bottle and you just like kind of breathe them through your nose and like uh uh i don't like them and you can all. do it you can i mean i guess yeah it depends how hardcore you go on it too like you can just take a little sniff or you can like try to breathe it in like you said do the <gasps> and then i do think it's very odd though that there are so many dudes that are doing poppers just to get wasted because I was raised that poppers were like a totally different thing. You yeah. know what I mean? That were for sex is basically. Yeah, they're still used for sex. They're very popular for sex. But uh I know but there's a bunch of dudes going around just with poppers in their pockets, just to, to like
5: do them at the bar or whatever.
0: Well, yeah, they're trying to find other sex, other people that like to party on poppers. That might be sex true. party on poppers. Yeah, I wouldn't do them. I I don't think they're yeah, that I don't great. Think just it smoke is. some weed. Yeah. I I always say smoke some weed. Yeah. I don't know what gives you that rush. Um, I think LSD is the is the best one. Too just, long. It's it's so long. You're right. That's not. I mean, when you're huffing. You're right. You are not looking for something that lasts eight hours. You're that's looking true. for something that lasts four minutes. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
3: Well I called in like maybe two months ago or so talking about tripping on shrooms for the first time. It's the night that your internet cut out because of the storm. So I'm probably gonna do shrooms here pretty soon anyways. And I know that's kinda of close to LSP.
0: Yeah yeah, that's fun. That's great um they're the best it's a really good feeling yeah and those don't really have there's no like there's no like uh suicide mondays or any anything really as long as you don't have any deep dark secrets that you're hiding from uh you probably you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> and even me uh, i have deep well, dark secrets think- that i'm hiding from and it works well for me yeah so, yeah you know.
3: Well, I won't take up any more of y'all's time, I guess. Can I shout out my social media stuff? Well, hell yeah. Go for it. Uh, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Blueberry BlueberryScones with a Z. And uh, I talked about my podcast last time, and we made a, a Discord for it. So if you ever play games and want to play with, like, other street fight radio fans or, you know, other leftists, you can come to our uh, Discord, it's uh At a great leak somewhere, which is the podcast name too.
0: All right, thanks, Jordan. That was really fun.
3: All right, thank you guys.
0: Have a good night. Oh, that's such a funny. That's such a funny concept. How how thank how you. dumb dare it keep you Alexa, cut it out. I just told Alexa to cut it out. All right, I'm not putting up with Alexa's shit. This is the No Malarkey Express right here. Okay. Yep. Or the Straight Talk Express. Both expresses. All right, you ready? Both Republican expresses. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
5: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Bobby in Maryland.
0: What's up, Bobby? How's it going tonight?
5: Cool, man. Uh, the reason I'm calling in, I wanted to talk about kind of a lesson that I learned uh, today, I guess. And, uh, you know, something that I think is a lesson that a lot of people need to learn and maybe people broadly on the left. Um, so I have, uh, a shop, right? Uh, John Brown fun club. And I do, you know, uh, uh leftist propaganda stuff, Antifa, t-shirts, hats, masks, uh, anarchist stuff, what have you. And, um, so I was working, you know, I got these mugs that I was going to make, and uh, I was doing a, you know, what's a popular anti-police meme on there. I'm sure you guys have all seen it. You know, this is the one with the thin blue line, and uh, it says, you know, uh, I sleep with her so that he can patrol all night. I am fucking a cop's wife. And, uh, you know, very popular, ha-ha, very funny. Um, and, you know, it's something that I liked because it's kind of turning on its head. A common pro-police thin blue line type of meme, um, but you know it wasn't until after I had made it and shared it with a few people uh, that it kind of dawned on me that this is an extremely uh, misogynist thing because uh, you know women are not some commodity to be exchanged, yeah. uh, you know, among men or to be conquered for the sake of owning. Uh, someone you don't like and uh, you know I am a a white hetero cis man and you know kind of notorious for not not seeing or considering the perspectives of people who aren't all of those things Um, so yeah I mean and that's something that you know we need to kind of be conscious of on the left because there's I you know, I've seen uh, non-men in the group online uh talking about this that you know there's often some really toxic shit uh that comes out of the left culture and uh you know we need to to not put our principles aside for the sake of taking a swing at someone we don't like cuz you know I mean yeah fuck the cops but there's a lot of ways to express that that uh you know don't objectify women, uh, you know, all kinds of things along those lines.
0: Yeah. It's like the liberals calling Republicans gay,
5: uh, because they think they think that's bad. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Trump sucking Putin's dick. Um, you know, jokes about guys going to prison. uh, Oh, hey, don't drop the soap. Yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of crap like that.
0: Yeah. I did see that. And I, and I saw the, the, the people that, you know, pointed it out to you. Um, and, uh, I also I know you had shared with me some of the stuff you were going to to sell on the Etsy store. And I didn't I didn't say anything to you, even though I did cringe when I saw that, um, you know, I feel like for me as like a comedian like me and Brian come at jokes that are trying to be inclusive. But when I see a lot of like like the a lot of the memes and a lot of the pop culture jokes, the ones that are kind of crowdfunded. Crowdfunded jokes like that a lot of times end up being like misogynistic for no reason or racist or just, you know, have a me- trying to be mean uh, at all costs. Um, I, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, even yeah, I, I and so, uh, yeah, we got to stop. We got to think about that stuff uh, before we we spread it in the culture. I mean, shit, I have the same instinct to be mean at any cost? And like, uh, it's something that I've had to fight battle back for, you know, 11 for almost 10 years now. And it's like, I slip sometimes and, uh, uh, I don't know. I I mean, as long as there's space to make a mistake, then I think it's like, as long as there's space to make a mistake and it doesn't erase any of the other stuff you've done before. I think you have a good space, you know, I think you have a good place. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I didn't nobody mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah, I didn't see anything that said like there wasn't anything that was extreme. I think uh, it was just people corrected you. And uh and I think that was oh, fair. Yeah. And, and that was, you know. Yeah. I mean, go ahead.
5: Not really a matter of self-flagellation, but just kind of a lesson I learned that I, I suspect there's a lot of other people who, who could stand to learn that same lesson. So I wanted to, to share that.
0: Well, thank you. We appreciate it.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can, I, can I plug the shop? Yep. All right. So that's uh, John Brown Fun Club. i uh, got lots of cool, like I said, t shirts and stickers, window decals, uh, masks, uh, really cool hat that kind of originated in the group. That's the Class War Veteran hat. It's pretty tight, stealing a little valor. Um, so, johnbrownfunclub.com on Instagram, it's underscore John Brown Fun Club. And, uh, I have set up a deal for street fighters. Uh, so this is uh free shipping with the promo code street fight till the end of the month.
0: All right. So have, have a good night. Thanks for yeah, calling. Thanks that was, that was thanks really for interesting. My call
5: and yeah. thanks for everything you guys do. Yeah. You're
0: welcome. It. You know, take uh, care Paul. Yeah. I mean, it is hard. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for regular people or, It's hard for people to be funny anyway. And like sometimes you just step in it, I guess. Yeah. To be funny. And like, I, I think that if we live in a world where somebody can say like, Hey, uh, uh, you know, this isn't, I mean, you know, you should, I know you're coming from a good place, but like, this is like the wrong sort of thing. Then I think like, uh, uh, that's a healthy, way to deal with this stuff you know what i mean because i think you know everybody's gonna fucking trip over something or or maybe hit the wrong thing you know uh it's just i mean we still all live in this culture you know what i mean we're still all like inundated with with that kind of stuff it's it's not a thing where it's like i don't i don't think people are being too sensitive but i also think that like It's okay to allow people to fuck up and let them know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just a bad joke, man. Like, I just don't make jokes where it's like, oh, I fucked your girl, man. You know? Like, I just, those are bad jokes. (laughs) I only make those jokes to my wife. Sure. That makes no sense. I Uh, didn't know, because I was going to say yours, but I was like, I don't want to say I fucked Brett's wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, doesn't feel good at all. Yeah, it's not a good joke. Yeah. I only tell those jokes to my dad. That's one. That's... Yeah, know. that's weird. Yeah, it's, you fucked your mom, which is also very weird. There's just no way to tell that joke in a good way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to retire that one. Yeah, I think so. I do, th- th- I don't I've think we- retired that joke! I don't think we had to hear it every single way, though. Well, I needed to see if I could get it right before I retired it. Right.
6: the thing. Right. And
0: I can't get it right. So... I retired it it's gone perfect it's out of my brain thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight
2: hey guys how's it going this is labor lift
0: what's up labor lift I, I, let me guess you lift weights
2: i do that's uh sort of my thing oh
0: i i bet you're large are you large i like a big large
2: uh, weight lifter. I Actually started lifting because I was a pretty small scrawny guy. So I'm just kind of medium now
0: Oh, yeah, that's I you know what though, you know, if I started lifting I would be large now But you know more the chance I just lose my weight, you know, and then I just like Like that's the thing. That's why I don't lift Because like I can never be as large as I I, like want to be large like 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 Mike Tyson you know what I mean or like uh uh who's another large guy? Who's one of the really large ones? Like just.
2: Oh uh, like uh like uh half thor Bjornson. Yeah, the, uh, the mountain on Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, I mean what I always think is like I would lift so that I could join the strongman contest because I think strongman contests are the greatest. Like I think the people that do strong, I, it's strong men and women now, which is sweet. Strong person contests. uh, They're probably my favorite athletes out there. You know, Magnus Vermagnuson. He's probably one of my favorite
2: athletes. He's a legend. <laughs> he <is>. Not <laughs> oh, yeah, anymore. They're so fun to watch, dude.
0: <laughs> I don't know why they don't fucking do it anymore. They do. They do. Where is it at? Uh, MSN, wait, NBCSN. NBC Sports Network. It's on YouTube TV. I
2: think ESPN still shows the uh, World's it. Strongest Man. But Just only the old like ones? The, the World's Strongest Man once a year thing. Ah. I was watching
0: 2019 a couple nights ago. How was it? What 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 month some of the cool shit? They they had had kettlebells, and they had to stand and throw it over like a field goal behind them. (laughs) So they had these, like, 50-pound kettlebells, and they were just slinging them over their back. And sometimes they'd bounce off, and it looked so close to just smashing them on the head.
6: You know what's funny about that?
2: They they do that with full-size kegs, too.
6: Yeah,
0: they used to throw full-size kegs on top of buildings. They would get like a two-story building and they would just toss a full-size keg on top. You're like, what are you doing? Did they do the, uh, uh, it's coming up. It's November is for 2020. Oh, oh, no, I I think so. Yeah, I think it got moved. Did they pull Did
2: they, uh, made a a replica of the Wheel of Pain from the Conan movies and made folks push that?
0: That's sick. (laughs) It's the best sport. There's never going to be a better sport than that. Formula One. What? Formula One. (laughs) No, no. I mean, those guys, those world strongest men guys are freaks. Like they 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 like do crazy shit to get where they're at and just really like what is their diet? What are they, like seven steaks a day? Yeah. Remember that rock, the rock's diet? It's
2: a like, whole a whole school of fish. Yeah, I think uh Brian Shaw, four-time winner eats like 12,000 calories a day. God, that's cool. I wish I
0: could oh, I probably do. <laughs>
2: Some of those guys are real cool. It's uh, really interesting to hear them talk about what they do.
0: It's a cool. It, it is cool. So, what's up tonight?
2: I was just calling because I uh, quit my job the other week.
0: What? Uh, what? What kind of work was it?
2: Uh, I teach English as a second language. Oh no! Uh, so my last school was mostly people who had come up from uh, Brazil. Just a small language school, and then I did tutoring on the side, SAT prep, uh, things like that. That's the kind of
0: job, though, when you quit, you're, like, depressed about it, right? Did you... Did you
2: And d- it's not ideal.
0: Yeah, because I know people that get into that are, like, they're less into it for the money than they are even, like, just because it's rewarding.
2: Yeah, I like teaching, uh, not so much the... Kind of administrative side of it, turning in, um, all the plans, doing the paperwork, that sort of thing. But, uh, my school just stopped giving me hours. Uh, it's, we're paid by classroom hour. We were doing everything online because of COVID. And, uh, the boss decided like, uh, like a month, month and a half ago that they were going to stop doing online classes and, uh, bring everybody back in okay and uh i i live with my family uh we've got immunocompromised people in the same house i told them straight up i'm not coming back in they're like great you're not on the schedule anymore so
0: man you know that it's weird my wife didn't want to go back but um right early on in the thing uh uh they were like hey you know who wants to volunteer to come back first and, you know, in February or March, it didn't seem like it was this huge thing. And so my wife, she's like, yeah, fuck it. You know, because she just figured they'd be back at work in two weeks anyway. And well, she didn't foresee it going on this long. Neither did I. None of us did. And um, so she went back to work and she was back for like three weeks. And then they just were like, ah, you're not coming back just stay home you're not coming back until january and uh i think they might even push it past january unless you know some vaccine shows up uh i i just i think like uh uh it's it's a really tough decision to make because it's like are they being as safe as possible at your work like i felt like i felt like my wife was set up in a safe position. But what that did was it made it so it was basically like working at home. So it seemed pointless to, to go there because you're sitting alone in like a wing of the building basically because social distancing requirements at a lot of these jobs, they can put like two people in one like wing of the building. So then you're still far away from everybody. You're not allowed to get up and talk to people. You're not allowed to go to other people's desks. So it just, for her, it was just like, what are we even fucking doing? Why, why are we here? If if it's like this, why are we even fucking here? Yeah, but I think the bigger, but the thing is, is that Katie is, can be put at risk more because she comes, she's coming home to a family of relatively healthy people they don't have any of yes, the, the circumstances that could be compromised by COVID. So there is this, there are these circumstances where it's like, sure, I'd, I'd come back if I was single and I could wear my mask and my shield and gloves and do whatever I wanted to make myself feel comfortable. Uh, but if your living situation dictates you can't be there, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Yeah, I think that's true. And and I right, I also, if I
2: were just living on my own, I'd be perfectly willing to negotiate it but there's a tiny ass school it's on like the third floor of an office building we've only got like five classrooms there's just no way to do that
0: were there students that i mean i i have to think there were students that weren't coming back yeah
6: i have to think there were
0: some you know compromised students that you could teach
2: well that's kind of what i'm doing now once they just took all the classes off schedule and uh, off the online schedule and tried to bring people back in. Um, I had students reach out to me saying, hey, we still want to do classes with you. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything. I just have more um, class experience, more teaching experience than the other teachers at the school. So I would get requested a lot. And I, um, I just figured I could cut my losses and try and teach my students on my own without the school so interesting here's something it's i it's not believe. a whole lot but I, it's more than zero hours you know
0: buddy i think you should toot your own horn and you're probably great at it you know you, you don't have to worry about bragging hey if you're good at something you're good at something you know don't don't do this modesty is what i feel you're the greatest <laughs> you said it yourself you're the greatest english as a second language teacher in the whole town like you and i think you should be that way you really feeling yourself. I'm kidding. I'm just being a <laughs> well, jackass. It, it,
2: no, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to hear. Um,
0: no, but I do think people tend so to downplay fun. people do like, you're not, I guess what I'm saying is like, if you don't have the like confidence in yourself to, um, to feel that you're good at it. Maybe you don't even make that decision, right? Like, like you don't make that decision to be like, okay, uh, uh, you can just pay me and I'll do the classes And which I believe, which I'm sure is a, probably a better situation for you. Cause you're getting all the money, you
2: know? <laughs> oh, it definitely has been. And, uh, yeah, no, it is something that I do pretty well with. And I hear that from my students a lot which has kind of put me in a weird position because now I'm trying to find something full time so I can get fucking healthcare and I've wanted out of teaching for a while now, but it's my resume is built for that. Um, it's something that I know I do well with. And, uh, it's also something right now that would give me the opportunity to get out of the state. I've gone and taught overseas, um, before and it's something i'm considering now once they start letting people out yeah
0: it's like fuck i don't know i want to get the fuck out of here and they won't let me leave i feel trapped i'm in a really weird like uh uh i don't know if you feel this way too but i i like sort of feel trapped right now i feel trapped in columbus ohio I, i i just i know i'm not going anywhere anytime soon which that has been like a really difficult thing this year for me to accept and i think you know, I've been on this, like, I've been very depressed, like, especially over the past, like month, two months where I was like, where, where shit was just like, it was really getting me down. Like, I, I I really feel trapped. And, uh, uh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I get that. I mean, I lost my apartment because my hours were cut so bad and I'm, you know, having to live with family now and only see the same, two people every day for the last like six months
1: yeah
0: yeah it it is it's it's tough i i i feel you uh I, hey good luck i i mean it really feels like i don't i don't know you might be set up to like i guess insurance is just way too expensive now to to sort of run it as your own business
2: uh, Oh yeah. I'm not uh, putting in nearly enough classroom hours for that right now.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, good luck with it. You know, did you quit in a spectacular way?
2: I really wish I could have cause the <laughs> staff of that school is fucking awful. They're not just Trump supporters. They're Bolsonaro supporters. Oh, oh. but
6: I mean, that's uh, hard to be the, in the, the son United son of States. The owner
2: is a, uh, long, long time friend of mine. Like I've known him since early high school. So, uh, <laughs> I couldn't blow up too much on, him. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate that feeling too, where it's just like, I can't like really ruin this guy's day because I'm friends with somebody and
2: it, exactly,
0: you know, I, but I bet it, you know what though, you don't need to yell at him, it, it, you know, in the end, the spectacular quitting is uh uh it just ends up like you go home you feel good for one day and then you know it all goes away which is
2: yeah i got to quit and then take a handful of their students with me which is good enough
0: that is badass that is very cool
2: (laughs) yeah
0: all right well thanks for calling in
2: absolutely thank you so much and uh Brian, if you wanna get into strongman, hit me up. I will put together a uh routine for you. No problem. <laughs> there
0: is no fucking way. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you wanna pick up big boulders? Right. I do, but I'm just lazy. You know? Yeah. I think asking me now when I'm sore from a very long walk the other day. I've been sore since.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fifty eight thousand steps, uh uh twenty-four miles. I walked and my body just, I have been beaten. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have my insoles yet either. I had to go buy my insoles, you know? So. All right. That's going on, but I'm still a powerful man. Uh, very good looking. So. That's perfect. Uh, that's something I have going for me. Great radio voice. I was telling people online about how that guy, uh, uh, sent me a critique of the podcast on facebook and uh he said i didn't have a good voice i <laughs> went oh, <and> forever ago <laughs> yeah and yeah. my politics were were bad and i say like too much yeah and i was like you know what my politics are bad and i do say like too much we all but do. but i have a great fucking voice you, you got to get out of here with the voice thing i have a good radio voice everybody knows it i was told it by a dj Wow. hey you have a good radio voice i'm like thank you so you did it yeah six out of ten i think <laughs> okay that's great to you a d yeah 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 six out of ten is better than average yeah that's true you know it's not wolfman jack sure you know i can't i'm not wolfman jack i can't be him mm-hmm. you know yeah that's tough the days of wolfman jack are over <laughs> You're no big bopper. <laughs> I'm not, the big bopper was a DJ. Yeah. Oh God, I hate the big bopper. Of course, he was a DJ. The He's, way I hate DJs, it, like it would. I've always hated the big bopper. He he set like some twenty-four hour like record, like doing a broadcast for twenty-four hour records and shit like that. I believe, if I remember correctly. Oh, fucking hack. He's a fucking just a fucking. Oh, I hate the bi- the phone. He would sing into a phone on stage. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, I've seen him. Everybody's seen him. The motherfucker would sit on stage with a phone in his hand, like "Hello, ba- uh. Yep, it sucks, dude. It- I love the Big Bopper. No, you don't. <laughs> Everybody does. No, you don't. You know who you He's love? He's a national icon. You know who you're supposed to love? Jimmy Richie Valens. Uh huh. He's the only guy. Buddy Holly. Really? Richie Valens is like my number one. I love Odonna. That's my shit. I had a girl, and Donna was her name. Oh, that's a good song. That movie fucking captured a generation's heart, La Bamba. Dude, in May 1957, he broke the record for continuous on-air broadcasting by eight minutes. He performed for a total of five days, two hours, and eight minutes. Okay. What is the record now? Uh, I don't know. We could do this continuous on-air broadcasting. Uh, The motherfucker was playing music. Yeah, he was. He was just putting records on. He probably fucking took naps. He probably played five songs in a row and fucking caught some z's. It's not that hard. We could get the world record for continuous broadcast. I don't know. It's not easy to find. I'm gonna have to have somebody. I will. I will work on it. Uh, Let's take the next call. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
6: Yo, what's up? Not much. Olympia Mikey. Howdy.
0: What's up, Mikey? Uh,
6: I got the, I got the real, uh, top five workplace villains.
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah. It's, uh, any boss whatsoever. I work in a kitchen, by the way, the kitchen villains.
1: Okay.
0: So we haven't
6: got no lunch these. Number one, illest villain, any boss whatsoever, anyone who's got any authority on you. Number two, the the kitchen snitch.
7: Okay. Got to watch out
6: for him.
0: Yes. What about? Can I Number ask? Three, somebody's talent. Go for it. Because I have a, I have one that I think, but you can you can give me the other ones. I was gonna guess one, but I want to hear them actually. Then I'll give you mine because I do have a few of those.
6: The third illest villain in every single kitchen is the second kitchen snitch. You gotta watch out for him, too. <laughs> the, and the fourth most illest villain is uh, the, the dining room snitch. Okay. What about. You gotta watch out for that.
0: And this is me. So I'm speaking from a place of experience. What about a person that hides in the walk-in for long periods of time? Because I, I was very much into hiding in the Uh-oh. walk-in.
6: Uh, that's, that's me. Uh, it's <laughs> cool to do that.
0: <laughs> that's cool, man.
6: That's uh, virtuous. I, I was, I'm the protagonist.
0: I was always had the people in the kitchen saying, where the fuck is Brian? Hey, go look in the walk-in. He's probably in the fucking walk-in, <laughs> dicking around. And yeah. I was always in the walk-in, dicking. What a around. villain! Yeah, I mean, because
6: walk-in is a villain.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but 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 it is a villain in street fight world. But in the real world, hiding in the walk-in is kind of like fucking everybody else in the kitchen over. Just make sure a you way. pick up an onion when you're in there, so as soon as the door opens, you can just start acting like you were grabbing it. Oh, man. I'm the king of pretending like I was working the whole time. Yeah. You're yeah, gonna be sitting down, you know? I'd just be sitting, doing nothing. Somebody walks in a room, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've uh, been typing in here, or something. Typing. <laughs> I, I was peeling potatoes, of course, you know? You just gotta have something in your hand. That's the secret to looking like you're working is having something in your hand. <laughs> just as long as you have something in your hand, you're set. Yeah. Are there a lot of snitches that you, you work with?
6: Uh, I don't work in a kitchen no more. I got laid off. I'm on unemployment. I spent all my time watching, uh, what would street Fight do? And in- and the uh, the old shock jock shock jock episodes.
0: Um, chopped? Yeah, watch any chopped?
6: No, dude, I'm watching your shock jock episodes on the Patreon.
0: Ah, okay, okay. And what would Tree fight do? Shock. Oh, what would you do?
6: Yeah, yeah. I fucking I hate fucking John Quiznos or whatever the fuck. Oh, Quinones. I love respect. John
0: Quinones. Yeah, put some respect on his name.
6: He is great. Oh, uh, you guys are. If that that show makes people call the cops. Be nosy. That was... I th- I agree. I've
0: said that. I do feel like what would you do is a show that's like, you have to be nosy in order to look good on it. You have to be a nosy person, you know? Because you look bad. So in the episode we just did, right? There was a mom. No, let's not even do the mom. There was a girl that wanted to be a sugar baby to yes. a dude in order to pay for college, right? Yes she's having a conversation with her friend, loud conversation with her friend at a table in a diner while there's people at the table next to her. And so basically, if they don't say anything, they're shitheads, you know what I mean? If they do say something, then it's like, oh, you know, this is a good person, you know what I mean? So for me, it makes it feel like, for me, it makes it feel like uh uh, you're supposed to dip into somebody else's business which i'm firmly against look if i heard those people having that conversation you know what i would feel you know what i would feel hearing that shame for dipping in on somebody else's conversation i go home and feel bad about myself for listening to somebody else's private conversation that's what i would do okay you know it's rude i found the longest continuous uh uh it's done by Arabian Radio. No, I think I. In well, Dubai. How long? 87, 84 hours, 15 minutes. No. At a shopping center. No. Some Twitch streamer just did 200 hours. What's 200 hours? Eight days. Eight days. So here's the thing we can do nine days. Yeah. Spin some tunes. Yeah. You know? we we'll, we'll play some videos. Yep. Just fucking hunker down. Just watch what would you do. We'll just watch what would you do. Well, we can't do that. Oh shit! Because we can't fucking run it on Twitch. Yeah, um, I do think that what would you do is also funny. the The funniest shit ever was uh, there was a. A part where these two guys were making fun of this other guy for being a stay-at-home dad. (laughs) And this old lady just butts into the conversation and says, You know what? When you two are dead, no one's going to care. They're just going to empty out your desk. He's creating real memories with his family, and people are going to remember him. It was fucking amazing. That lady was the best. That's true. That lady kicked that. I mean, but again, yeah, if she cut into my conversation like that, I'd be pissed off. In the moment, you know, hey, these two guys are cracking on me. You just leave them alone. I'll crack back. I'll say something funny back to them. We'll fucking have a time together, you know? Right. <laughs> well, Mikey, thank you for calling uh, in. And uh, I promise not to snitch when I get stuck Eat. working in another restaurant. Yes. Well, remember, don't tell. I think I'll I'm, let your boy. Uh, we will. Peace. Peace. I think it's for that as easy as kind of like. To not be the snitch, you just have to be aloof. Like, I think that's just, if you're doing hourly work, they, you know, and you just say, ah, I didn't notice. Like, you're, they don't have to, you know, you don't have to volunteer information about who was doing what or how something got broken. You can just say, honestly, my back was turned when that happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that you know? works. I mean, I just, you know, there was a lot of times where I, I would get called in to snitch on somebody. You know how I would handle it? I was just like, ah. you know. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, you just do an exasperate. Ah. Yeah. And, uh, Hell if I know. No, I don't fucking know. What are you getting at me for? What do I look like, the surveillance camera? You know, you get all mad at them, Yeah. Start yelling. <laughs> We're talking about what would you do. Uh, this is where they throw uh, these crazy situations into people's laughs. Honestly, I think it's all actors. It seems like actors to me. When they do the close ups on them, their makeup and hair is so good. Um, it's not the show with the pie coaster hosted by Mark Summers. The pie coaster? Yeah. You remember the pie coaster? And what would you do? It was on Nickelodeon. I do. I do. It was the biggest letdown in the world when you saw it. They had so many amazing pie adventures, but inventions, but, uh, the coaster seemed like the biggest and it, it, it was really pretty lousy when it, when it hit. God, I love Double Dare though a lot. Double Dare was great. I'd love to do yeah. that. I'd love to have. I wish we had Double Dares instead of these trampoline parks. I wish you could could go like slide down a big slimy uh, mound of ice cream. You know? Yeah, yeah. They should. They should have a theme park with with Double Dare. Double Dare. Yeah. You Double just, Dare theme park. You could pet. It'd be so gross after one day. All. Maybe the, we can open that. All the liquid would just turn fucking brown. It would be so gross. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
8: hey what's up this is lucas from the northeast
0: what's up hey, lucas there. how's it going tonight
8: uh it's going pretty all right i called in last week but uh, i was right as you guys were going into speed round so i didn't uh tell my small business tyrant story so oh, let's I hear it that
0: let's yeah. hear it thanks right, for calling so, back
8: uh, well, me on, uh. all right cool can you hear me yep yes sweet so um, I'm a job coach for a guy who has uh, some developmental disabilities, so I apply to a lot of jobs with him, do a lot of job interviews, and occasionally uh, work the jobs with him. And one of the jobs that we found that seemed like it was going to be a fantastic fit was a Christian dog, uh, dog treat bakery company cool. that a woman ran out of for condo. So in, like, my email to her for the application and everything, I, like, uh, concluded it with, like, God bless and everything, like, really hammed it up. Like, I, I knew how to, how to pitch it to hi- get him hired. We get there. It's run out of her condo, and uh, it was a very, like, ragtag operation. She had three ovens going. She was baking dog treats basically constantly, and then she had, like, a packaging station that looked like a drug dealer setup where you have to, like, weigh it, wrap it, sticker it, and like, get it all ready for distribution. Yeah, this and, sounds uh, like when we sold Kratom. It, yeah, I got there and I, I saw the setup, and I was like, "I've seen this movie before." Wait, is okay. it? A, I, I know how. Works.
0: Are these like residential ovens? Are these just like a Honeywell or something?
8: <laughs> it was like it's a Westinghouse. Um, um, had one regular oven that was like not set into a counter. It was just like an appliance chilling in the dining area. And, uh, then she had another oven that was mounted into the wall that was like a double oven, like two small half ovens. So she could do, like, a lot of baking sheets at once, but she's making, like, dog treats that are, like, two inches long, making them, like, dozens at a time. And also trying to keep track of all of her orders. I don't think she had any, she had one other employee who she fired on our second day there. Okay. And he, when he left, he looked at me and my client and he was like, good luck, guys. And he left and I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be something. Yeah, and that, then the pandemic... There, yeah. like,
0: there was one time I went to go get an apartment and as I was leaving, a guy was like do not fucking rent here. He gave me like this whole elevator pitch and I went in and signed still and I regret it. I know that feeling. Every single time. If someone says it, I think it's just you should leave. It makes sense to just go. Yeah, it's
8: uh... I I mean I'm not terribly picky with the work that he does and neither is he and it seemed like she was going to be patient and like uh charitable and understanding and also I was I'm able to help him with whatever job he has so she's kind of getting like one and a half employees for the price of one. Yeah. That's kind of how I can I can sell it. Right, and I don't mind like weighing cookies and stickering packages and stuff. So I helped out a whole bunch the first day. Okay, and uh, she texted me after the first day and was like, "Hey, how do you think it went today?" And I was like, uh, "I think it was a little slow to pick up, but I think he's, he's he'll be able to get the hang of it." And she was like, "Okay, it just the packaging has to be really perfect because oh, I I was gonna read some of her text, but um, some of them are pretty lengthy because she's not the most put together person on the face of the earth." Um, but I don't want to just be like reading her crazy text. So if, I, if I'm rambling too long and you want me to like not just read her text, um, can we come up with a safe word? Brian, will you give me a safe word that you can call out and I'll stop reading her text?
0: Uh, 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 you got me like really in a weird... Uh, corn. <laughs> corn. Corn with though, a so. backwards
6: R? I'm going to do
0: that. Yes, with a backwards R.
8: All right, cool. So um, she said that the packages weren't sufficient. We were going to possibly take a break from having Robert doing uh, – uh, I shouldn't have said his name. Oh, well, whatever um, – doing packaging. Um, maybe he could just do the weighing and maybe help with baking. Uh, I asked her when she planned on sending him his paychecks because at this point we had worked there for like a week and a half. And she said, hi, I still have to look at uh, – I, I have to look at that still. haven't processed anything that far his mom doesn't want him going in stores, which I agree, but are you still going to places with him? And then I can look at his hours. Then what are you doing? Are you still doing your second job? I'm sure you'll be working there because the whole time that I was there with my client, she was trying to hire me oh. and get me to work for her as well, like doing deliveries and stuff. She was like, yeah, you seem to have uh, pretty solid people skills. I think you could probably do some, uh, some sales and stuff. And I was like, "Ah." Uh, I'm here with my bud. Like, this is his job, not mine. I'm set. So she kept trying to get me to do stuff for her. But uh, she said, I still want to work with him as soon as we figure out what is safe and or whenever we decide that it is fine that he packages. From the other day, I know it was chaotic and busy, but I just have some updates about how the packaging that was done. I don't know whether it was because we were rushing or because there were too many people doing it at once, but I really want to make sure that he gets the best training possible. As far as closing the bags and labeling, folding the bones, and labeling those, who do you think did the most? You, your daughter, or your client? Because my daughter was there helping us that day. It was the first day schools were closed. We didn't really know what the pandemic was. So She actually got three people working in her uh, house packaging these dog treats. Yeah. Uh, because people pay a lot of money for the bags, and they have to be up to the Whole food standard and up to the Department of Ag standards. I'd love to talk more than text about this. We're still busy with baking and delivering. If you're not getting enough hours from your second job, you can at any point help out because we're always going to be growing and you are here seeing what goes on. The offer will always be there if you want to help out. You have really good people skills, so that would be great with dealing with some stores, meeting some Whole Foods, etc. I know you get a lot from social work without taking taxes out and unemployment and all the other stuff when anyone starts during the training. I like to start them out at a minimum of 15 an hour, which equates to at least three to almost $4 more an hour without having everything deducted. I guess that things are going to be changing really fast and we don't really know what the government's going to do as far as what they shut down, but I still have to be prepared for as soon as things open up, I have to have enough stock to open up everything and that's minimum of 20 days of baking just to Whoa. open the new stores. This is a huge message, so, confuse me. so please let me know how confusing it is. Very. And
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's just, I, I I, my- I, I'm following it, but it's just like, this is a lot to li- like, you're supposed to be the boss. Yeah. You're supposed to like keep some of this information <laughs> to yourself.
8: And I'm also like, not her employee. I'm not her HR department. I'm not my client's like personal secretary like this, uh, I, it it was, so I didn't reply to this one. How much
0: longer was left left before we got off the chats hungry for, Uh,
8: well, that was the end. That was the end of the, the first message. And then she sent two more that are both a lot shorter. She says, I'll get it, answer your message. As far as weighing and packaging, I just need some time to bake because enough, I was at stores yesterday and had a flat tire, so that was fun. I'm calling my business team and looking into all of these options. If they're throwing out there for small business loans at low interest rates to keep the businesses alive, which is something that I could take advantage of to be able to open more stores and buy more products and ingredients and add to my payroll, but I'm going to see what they say. And when I was there working with my client, she was talking to the guy that she fired about what he needed to pick up. She fired him because he didn't understand what she wanted him to buy from Walmart using what card. Cause she had like, uh, she had her, uh, food stamp card and she was like buying ingredients in bulk for that what? to run her business. And I was like, this is sketchy, with the EBT not, card? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna like blow up her spot on that. You know? Yeah, him, right? it's not gonna trouble. I'm
0: not not, same same I'm not, I'm not judging. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not judging. It's just that this sounds a real. This sounds like a real shoestring budget uh, that you just of uh, a whirlwind that you got caught up in. It does. It. It. I mean, uh, yeah. it's and one it, it,
5: probably it's knows how to make two days of employment.
0: Yeah, two days of employment, and you're already this deep and in, in a hole. Oof. But probably knows how to make uh, people probably like them. The money there is money coming in completely mismanaged and total. Wreck. Definitely need a detailed individual in there to keep that person away from everybody else. (laughs) Like she needs to hire somebody to run the fucking business.
8: Yeah, she could use a business manager for sure. Yeah, maybe somebody money to pay my client, and that's where the issue arose. That's that's where things went real south. She's
0: she didn't pay.
8: It took like two months for me to get him paid. Because, oh. uh, like, mid, mid-March, mid uh, she complained to me again that after our second day, she said, I need to check in and see who did what packaging. I know he was on the scale for the bags, but everything that they just seem to get very chaotic and almost everything has to be rebagged. Either bags weren't shaking down and off or labels are crooked. The bones were just thrown in a big box, and I know that he didn't do all of those. Some are okay, and some are really bad, slapped together, honestly, with no care at all. My stores would not accept the quality, and they're not looking like the example. So I'm hoping that we could focus more on having him do his job and make sure that one thing at a time he learns and he gets. From what I saw, he was weighing, and he was doing a good job.
1: And I said, so yeah,
8: I bagged most of them. I was trying to be helpful and get more done at once. We'll take a step back and have, and have him focus more on the packaging going forward. All right. She was being critical of of the work that was getting done. And she said, so what hours do you have down uh, for him? Thank you whenever you get the chance. So I told her the hours that he worked: three hours one day, five hours on another day. And then she called me and told me that we weren't going to be doing any packaging the next day. I asked her if she wanted us to come in, and uh, she said she needed a confirmation from the state that she can, like, hire him. She needed like some official paperwork in order to start processing his payment because uh, she wanted to make sure everything was solid for uh like the employment situation. Sure. Uh, so I, I couldn't send her an actual PDF or anything. I sent her a screenshot of the conversation confirming that this is all legit, which isn't very official, but it should have been sufficient for her. And we're talking about $88 for my client. And it was, difficult to get the money. Um, we, we we went to her condo two weeks after he had started working there, which is when she said that we would be paid the previous night. She said that, uh, she wasn't feeling great and she didn't know about tomorrow. She never hit me up the next day saying like, Hey, don't come by. So we went to her condo and she was not operating. Uh, we knocked, we rang, I called her, I texted her. She didn't reply. And then I texted her, said he needs to be paid. She said, are you at my house knocking? My message said I was sick and there was not enough for him to package yet. <laughs> I told her, the law says you have to pay your employees and you always need to bake a few more packages. You never said that there wasn't anything to package. She says, is he quitting because it's not payday yet? I said, last Friday wasn't payday because you pay bi-weekly. That would mean that today is payday, no? Because this was the second Friday? Yeah. She says, no, and it's not and it hasn't and even been two weeks since he started. I said, when can he expect to be paid? And she says, I'm sorry, I'm sick. He gets paid every two weeks from when he starts. Your call last night and everybody going day by day because of this coronavirus, I also need to make sure that I'm covered and you just sent it to me now. Robert hasn't even worked two weeks yet and calling and calling me when I'm on my bed upstairs sick and, inappropri- and knocking at my door is not appropriate. I said, great. That info should have been communicated to him in the event that we have a total shutdown. He will expect to check in the mail. Feel better. She says, please just give me his address to mail his check, uh, his full last name, or the State Department person that I can mail his check to. The information was given to you, and now you're telling me to feel better after you've been blowing up my phone and knocking at my door. I said, his address is on his application, and then I gave her the address anyway. She asked, is he quitting? I said, no, because I don't want to be the reason this guy loses the job. You know, the whole time I'm trying to, like... Sort of maintain his employment. I mean, I, I didn't think at this point it was going to be great. I just needed to make sure he got paid before we did any more work. But um, I, I don't want to be the reason that he uh, doesn't have the job. Yeah. So I, I, I put on the, the people talking skills and I sent her a heartfelt text. I said, I apologize for knocking. I didn't realize you were laid up in bed. My client, his mother, and myself were all under the impression that today was payday. Today may be the last day that he and I spend together before statewide lockdowns. It was important to us to get him paid. He was hoping to buy a new game for his Nintendo Switch with the money here and to help pass the time. Life is crazy stressful for all of us right now with all this Corona stuff. I sincerely apologize for showing up and knocking and for calling too many times. Rest up and hopefully when this all settles down, he and I can come back in and help with packaging again. She said, okay, I get it. I totally get it. We're still taking orders and I'm ironically not going to shut down. Thank you for the message. I do want to keep him working. So, right. moved it over. And as long as he got paid, I was still on board with this. And that was like March 14th or something like that, Uh uh, 20th. So a week later, I hit her up and said, hey, how have you been? Hoping that your cold didn't turn into Corona. She said she was tested. The business can still run, but no pay till SBA loans come in. If we don't get those, I might close. I doubt it. I still have a fever and I'm sick. So hopefully this will pass soon. I said, Just so we're clear, you're telling me that he shouldn't expect a paycheck for the hours that he worked pre-outbreak because you need a small business loan to send him eighty-eight dollars. <laughs> and I was uh, like, I was astounded that 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 this was even an issue. Like, you have to pay people. It, it, yeah. And to, it's for her to of not pay, like she's she got multiple people working for the price of one. It took her, he still hadn't gotten paid. So she said, I never said he wasn't getting a check. Please do not start harassing me again. And I will send a check to his house. Everybody is covered right now. Everything's on a halt. You guys were still working when this all started until they said to stop coming. And his payday was the following week when everything got closed. So for as soon as my financial people let me touch my bank account, they will send him a check, but I do not expect you to act like you did before. Please have respect for me. This is my home phone, even though it is a business. I really wanted him to continue working with me after this, but I thought about it, and I don't think you've been appropriate, and I don't want to have you in my home. I didn't reply to that. At that point, I was like, all right, anything I say at this point is just going to make things worse. It'll be fuel on a fire. I I don't need to reply to that. I mean, what is the... A month later...
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, you can go.
8: All right, so a month later, I I had talked to his... um, case manager at the state and she was not terribly concerned about it. So I was terribly concerned about it. His mom was not happy. He was kind of indifferent. Like he was kind of bummed, but he was just like, Oh man, I thought I was going to have a job. And I was like, yeah, I know. But you know, it is what it is. It wouldn't have been a good job to have, but he wasn't terribly distraught about the money. But I texted her a month later, the end of April, I said, he still hasn't received a check. Do you have an update? And this is the last I heard from her. She (laughs) said, hi, Tell sorry to him that, that this is a crazy time. I can put a check in the mail, or you can pick it up cash this week. We need a do-over with everything that you as happened. I really understand where you were coming from. It sounds stupid, but I really are still working on new inhalers for bronchitis. With the stimulus checks and some promotions, I am not so much as a nervous wreck crazy person. From me to you personally, I am sorry for how I acted and embarrassed. Weird to say, but as a business owner, please forgive my actions and responses. And I replied, we still aren't spending time together due to Corona. You should have mailed him a check weeks ago. I am neither Robert's personal assistant nor the, walk- nor the company HR department. If you have information to communicate to your employees, I suggest you do that. I have no idea what you're talking about regarding bronchitis inhalers. Please don't try to explain. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I never talked to this lady. And sure enough, a couple days later, he got a check in the mail. And all was well, and I have no idea, but I still periodically have checked out her company's uh page, and it's still a thing. I and oh, uh, I didn't mean I didn't want to say her company's name at all, I didn't want to say my client's name because this was all months ago. I'm not trying to like rally a Facebook brigade to, to do anything, so Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, don't, don't do it. I, that's not what I was going for, yeah, don't risk re- it, yeah.
0: Well thanks thanks for calling. So, yeah, that was good. That's,
8: that's my small business tyrant story. Yeah, lovely. Uh, that is a small you, business tyrant. It.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it.
8: Um, we me and my partner bought a gift for you guys today. It's gonna be arriving uh to the to the you send it to the PO box? It's oh. going to the P.O. box.
0: Right, oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. That's, that's I all I'm it. saying. All right, I'll it, go check that thing. Yeah there's stuff in there i need too all right cool all right cool. all right have a good you night
8: a, oh it's it specifically well you'll know who it's for when when you see it
0: cool okay thank you all
8: right love you fellas have a great night Thank you night.
0: Too. peace all right you want one more i think we do one more before we take a break just to get on the other side of an hour and a half thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight talking to stuff what's up stuff how's it going tonight
4: Oh, uh, it's going all right. It's actually day here. I'm calling from Maui. Oh you lucky. Two, Well We we're all quarantined here too, so I guess there's a worse
2: place to be holed up.
4: Yeah. Um, you can go to the beach still though and just sit there. Yeah. Today I've been flashing back. Uh happened to listen to your show Tuesday. Uh and you were running down the twenty worst employers. Yeah. Yeah. And you asked for uh steak and shake veterans to uh contact call in. I got a uh, steak and shake story to run down.
0: Hell yeah. Nice, nice, go
4: for it. Let's hear it. So uh for y'all who weren't privy to that previous show, uh Street Fight was spot on in their uh guess assessment. Yeah, they run skeleton crews. It's gotten a lot worse. Uh, I think they're on their last ropes here. They've gotten, uh, like, rated a uh, poor commodity investment at this point, having to shut down a lot. But when I was there, it was uh, around the turn of the millennia, and I was one of the overnight crews. Okay. So on grill or serving? They would have a server for the floor. Okay. You'd have a night manager, at least until an hour or so after midnight, when they counted their end of day receipts and they went home, someone on the window wrapping, making shakes, dressing (laughs) burgers and front register and then someone on the grill okay. and then, uh, like a, uh, uh, utility person doing cleaning and, uh, and dish stuff. this night. And it was always Friday, Saturday, full moons, low crew. We didn't even have the grill person. So it was me cooking everything, doing the window, registered the front register and shakes and it was a yeah, Friday night. Backed up uh you get the bar rush. People getting out of bar. Um and I you know usually didn't run the grill. Certainly capable of doing that. But with all that, uh I wasn't they actually do have the uh computerized system. It's not still diner style tags and the okay, like, okay. uh, but I was just, you know, doing my earphone, keeping track of my orders. It uh, was mainly the drive through. There was like, it was an empty restaurant floor, except for one table, one ticket that I didn't see. And it was already, uh, by the time I noticed it really old, <laughs> uh, y'all are from Ohio. You got those, uh, chili five ways.
2: Yeah. One of those. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, so, okay, this is a curveball. Go to grab, you know, do the prep on it. Oh, no spaghetti on the line. Let me, let me reach into our backup. Oh, none underneath either. Like, they were shorthand all day. <laughs> so they just kind of left in a state of poor affairs. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta run back to the walk in at this point to, get one handful of spaghetti to make one plate to get out because it's already late. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'm rushing back with this plate in my hand. As I said, we were short stuff, The trash is overfilled, leaking out onto the floor, and it's one of these tile floors, slippery. Flip break the plate in my hand. Okay, I get the I power through, wrap uh-huh. it up, put some uh you know, first aid gloves on. It doesn't seem to be stuff bleeding. You know, I, I clear my wine of customers and eventually like, you know what, this is not gonna work. I'm gonna need a stitch on this. So have to uh have the manager take over and be like, sorry, I you know, I bleeding profusely from my hands here. Uh, Were you just wearing a glove? Yeah, yeah, you know, you put band aids on and yeah. they're filling up and you have the the latex glove over that. Yep. But it's slowly filling <laughs> with blood and it's like, oh you gotta change it that yep. out and you know, it's it's plate juggling, spinning anyways, run around. So, all right. Uh, I guess I got to catch a cab, get to, uh, the ER tonight. See y'all
2: <laughs> when I see you.
4: Um, they chose that night to, uh, do an, a drawer audit or something, or that's what they told me anyways, afterwards. Because that was my last time working, holy for shit. them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they lay it on you because, oh, they gotta report it, like a workplace injury, yeah, insurance, yeah, you don't want any of that,
6: yeah, it's yeah. been
0: zero <laughs> days since somebody's been injured at work, <laughs> no, like scram we don't we don't want people to get injured here, yeah, hey, that's your fault, you got injured, and we we don't this we it's like Trump with the uh I like soldiers that don't get captured yeah <laughs> it's like we like workers that don't get injured <laughs> yeah we, we put up we have a high bar here you'd be able to run a grill two registers and sprint to the back on a wet floor you know we we ask a lot of our people yeah it does it, it is like the place you can you can tell when you're there it's like short-staffed every time i've never been there and felt like there was enough people working so i mean it's most and the most the people like, don't mind that it takes forever because they're just making out on the hood of their car, anyways. So, like, they don't give a fuck if it takes fifty three minutes to get a fucking spaghetti because they're just out there like listening to music and French and giving hickeys. Yeah, <laughs> or like just smoking out in front of the yeah, store, trying to sell
4: her in the drive through. Yes, that yep. too. Yep, they're just sitting there because they have no place else to go. They're gonna sit there anyways. So they need big cups of water. How long it takes you get this. Yeah, yeah. Unlimited coffee refills.
0: <laughs> well, that sounds awful. I'm I'm sorry that happened, but that does, yeah, pretty much exactly what I saw when I was there. It washes with that uh, episode for sure.
4: Yep. Uh, let's stick a fork in them, hopefully. Yeah. So they don't uh, recover from this one.
0: Yeah, I don't know what could bring them back. I mean, cheap food. They, they're they still advertising, like, a $5 lunch, I think, of some sort. Put one of them skinny-ass hamburgers
4: on, like, a piece of toast or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking it up. Yeah, they, they definitely cut the – slash the menu, and now they're trying to – for, like, only 10000 they want to switch to all franchise. You can buy in on this uh, money-losing operation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just don't – I just – you know, it's weird because, like, Steak and Shake – is done based. There's no reason to go there anymore. Unless of course you want your hamburger to be called a steak burger, which is, makes it better. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of my, my upbringing, uh, when it came here, we had just moved out to Reynoldsburg and like seventh or eighth grade. So, uh, this was like the late nineties, I guess. And steak and shake came to Pickerington, uh, and we went, and the line there was cars for miles. We we lay we waited in line for forty five fucking minutes. They shut down like part of that big ass road. I don't know what it's called anymore. Uh, the Hamilton. Uh, no, where the uh where the Regal Cinema is two fifty six. Yeah, they shut down two fifty six a whole fucking lane to get to make room for a line at the first Aiken and Shake in town. <sighs> we live in the trashiest because
4: let oh me my tell God, you, Gabo is coming
0: we we i did the same exact thing they had to close off a part of a street and waited for almost two hours for fucking sonic when <laughs> they first came here
6: yeah like it gotta was like the first Got or second know. day
0: they were open i was like i gotta fucking go to sonic and i think even at that point i just realized like i'm so white trash man you know what i mean like jesus christ <laughs> yeah. what is wrong with you <laughs> but uh uh yeah i mean i just can't uh, five guys does the whole five guys not only does the whole steak and shake thing it does it better and has the aesthetic it has a better aesthetic than uh uh not uh, it has the same aesthetic as steak and shake they both are the same right and if i want to go into a miserable place that is horrible to be inside i at least want good food and i don't think the steak burgers The steak burgers are okay you know but that's just a gimmick the steak burger thing's even just a gimmick like we're all falling for this fucking steak burger thing i mean nobody's falling for it every single person is like this is a fucking cheeseburger man all hamburgers are made out of fucking beef i'm sorry i'm sorry
5: it's a steak burger with cheese
0: Yes. No. It's a cheeseburger because every single hamburger in the world. Control, yeah. Yeah. On the window. Yeah. Every hamburger in the world's made out of steak. Every fucking one. Yeah. Okay.
4: So okay, credit where They're they're using a different cut. They're using the sirloin that they grind. It's not pink slime like uh, Burger King or some. You know, they're not microwaving. It is a flat top grill. But uh, you you were right. They're not doing like diner, diner food, but it is a flat top. You actually slap but it but out. The sirloin's the worst seconds. cut. That's
0: the other thing. The sirloin, the worst <laughs> cut of beef that you can get, you know, in your opinion, that's like, I wouldn't even say that's my opinion. They can
6: bags differ.
0: No, they wouldn't.
6: <laughs> oh, they it's marketing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If they use the fucking rib, eye, they, if they use the ribeye, it would be even fucking better. You know, a little marbling in there, you throw uh, fucking ribeyes in there. It would be delicious. That's my favorite cut of steak i think the I think honestly, the best option is the Frisco melt that really is the one that's the killer I guess yeah, yeah. five awesome. guys won't do a fucking melt. That is true. They don't do any they don't do anything like really creative and also, I think my issue with five guys is that I've become a guy that has an issue with places where you have to make your own food like i just i don't like doing it i hate it where any place you gotta make your own food they just opened a taco place in my neighborhood called oh, barrio oh, oh and it's a fill out of paperwork taco place and it's like just make me a fucking taco you know yeah have the I, chef throw me something together i'll fucking eat whatever it is however you like it yeah i hate making my yeah, own they food
2: got you
4: ringing it up now too they got you know you can't go into a mcdonald's and order something from
2: so- someplace you gotta
4: Like punch it all in, and
0: right. I don't want to order my own food,
4: dude. Externalizing the cost of everything and the labor onto you. It's like if I wanted to cook, I'd be at home. Well, and it's it's so. I mean, it's like
0: how lazy can you fucking be to like open up a taco place? and like you're like well you know we have the beef we have the queso we have the uh and you just tell us what order to put it on your uh your taco and it's like I don't want to do that (laughs) if I wanted to fucking do that I do it at home you know I would just do the fucking I would make the tacos at my house I go out to eat because I don't want to fucking think you know yeah it's the only reason to go out to eat you can make great food at home but You have to think about ingredients and like all the matching stuff and shit like that. Like I can make a delicious meal, right? Sure. But sometimes, which is why I'm a big pizza and hamburgers guy, uh, uh, it's easier just to be like, yeah, tonight's a hamburger night. You know, we're going to get Shake Shack, which they make your burgers for you. They don't fucking make you figure out what your bird's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've, I've, I've cut out five guys because I hate going inside of one. Cause it feels like you're in a bathroom, (laughs) all that tile, right? They play the worst music in the world in that place. I mean, what I just (laughs) just take me home tonight yes it's the worst class me my
9: little baby yeah just like a run <laughs> yeah.
0: or like it's just like like they'll play like free fallen by Ooh. tom petty which is like man that song was so good until they played it 400 billion times and now everybody knows it and everybody sings it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be surprised if i was in a five guys and i heard baby got back Which <laughs> you should never be anywhere where you hear that that's true ever yeah ever again you know it's over it yeah i mean sir mix a lot how to run man yeah baby got back he had posse's on broadway put him on the glass put him on a glass a little lower though put him on the glass is like way lower than the other two true
6: true
0: fucking posse's on broadway's top. that's
6: what i want to hear when i'm eating (laughs) that's good too.
0: posse's on broadway was so good because there was that line in it that we could all like identify with where it's like Larry is the white guy. People think he's funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> like I want to be the white guy. I'll be, Larry. be your Larry. I'm a Larry. <laughs> I'll be your Mar- Larry Sir Mixalot. And then and then like a lot of people don't know this. Sir Mixalot was a member of President of the United States of America there for a period too. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. He was. He was in the band, the Lump Band. Yeah, but after Lump. Ah, uh, like this oh. like on a- the that's been nice soundtrack or what are you talking about no an album he did a bunch of stuff with them I'm getting it right now because uh, people are going to say I'm lying of course and uh, I don't think you're lying I would never lie it's you great, know what I mean? great idea it's like a, it's like a like a kid friendly body count or something
1: <laughs>
0: okay here it is here it is I found it it, it auto completed okay <clears throat> Oh, no, it was, it was called Subset. To,
4: to collaboration with on judgment night,
0: right? It was, it was a band called subset. Okay? okay. Uh, subset was a much anticipated collaboration between Seattle rapper, sir. Mix a lot and grunge jokesters. The presidents of the United States of America, albeit one that never quite got off the ground. The seeds of subset were first planted circa 1997 with a collaborative Jimi Hendrix crop cover the original purpose instead, mix and the president's guitarist dave durder bass balu and drummer Jason Frum eventually formed a bit of an original a bit of original material drawing from their collective disillusionment with the music industry, so they worked together for a while okay presidents of the united states I would love to get that out i i can we get the masters yeah i'm that? gonna give it a spin. yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the vinyl i'm gonna pay probably i'll pay six hundred dollars to get a test pressing of that you know? oh, oh you know what uh uh I know this isn't the time for it. Your album is finally showing up. It has finally oh, shipped. Oh, cool. Well, it hasn't shipped. They printed the label. Oh, and neat. I got the notification that <laughs> they
5: printed the fucking label. So
0: that neat. means it could still be another fucking 40 days before you see it. But it does make me feel better. Yeah, about yeah. our stuff. Yeah, your record is coming, baby. Can't wait. I'm excited for you to get it. Yeah. So weird. You're going to get that record. It's fifteen minutes long, yeah, and I sort of just feel like you're going to put the record on and stare at the record player while it plays I'm gonna put my I'm
2: gonna put my <laughs> hand underneath my chin.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for calling in steak, uh, and being a steak and shake veteran yeah, we appreciate it. appreciate your service you we uh yeah we, we thank you for your service. <laughs> have a good night, all right. We're going to breaky break. Yeah, those drive-thrus is definitely where, like, everybody's smoking blunts, and then you're like, oh, shit, you, everybody gets out of their car and smokes blunts together, people hanging out the windows and yelling, someone says, fuck you, somebody gets tough, you know, oh, the good old days, Steak and Shake, was Steak and Shake was hot. Yeah, we have to get the subset album. Okay. I I'll like look it. for it. Is it on Spotify. Oh, there's tracks. So you can go to a website. Addicted to Fame. Oh, you just got the lyrics. Alright, well, this week we have... Who is it, Jason? The 19-something? I got it. Right here. Sorry. I fucked that up. Alright, so this week we have a Street Fight uh, radio band. Listener, send it in. You can send us and uh your band, at gmail.com or any of the other uh social media accounts or Patreon that'll get a- a- answered first. But uh this is Expo seventy six. Uh this album is called The Fear. You can find them at the Pod Bill the Pod Village if you want to support them. Uh chill, good atmospheric stuff. Um, that I really enjoyed. So this is Expo 76 where Street Fight Radio will be back to take your calls. We got five more to go. Everybody on the line, you're getting in. So no more jump ins. Yep. No jump ins. We are at my wife's home.
1: Hey everybody welcome back to street fight radio
0: thanks for tuning in it's the call-in show we just took a break uh though that music was brought to you by expo 76 from their album the fear you can get that over at the podvillage.bandcamp.com give them a shout out show them some love uh let them know you like what they do uh we are ready to take these calls get the rest of these in uh, If you want to support the show, head to patreon.com. That's pretty much how we do this. That's why there isn't any ads for anything. Uh, That's how the the whole show keeps running. And we keep our staff together is uh, through the Patreon. So get bonus stuff like zines, videos, audio, all kinds of great things on patreon.com. And right now we're doing a pre-order on merch. Uh, One of our friends that did the mural for our TV show is uh made a design for us that's available at store.streetfighteradio.com you can get shirts and masks uh they're fucking sweet i can't wait to get them uh and with that you ready to take these calls i am thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight
6: hey yeah
10: you guys hear me Yep.
0: yep we can hear you
10: hey so I'm just calling, call, calling in for the first time. My name's Ben.
0: What's up, Ben? How you doing nice tonight? to to you guys. Yeah.
10: Good, good. Um, so I got, so I got a, a small business turn story for you guys.
6: Cool. But I love I those. But I also, you
10: guys are from, yeah. <laughs> you guys are from Columbus, though, right?
0: Yes, yep. we are.
10: Yeah, I, uh, I grew up there for a while uh, in uh, New Albany, actually.
0: Oh, whoa! That's the bad place, though. New Albany is actually canceled. <laughs> There's less oh, yeah, from man.
10: there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's totally the bad place. <laughs> but, I got like a lot of stories from them too. So, yeah, it's great. That place is crazy, man. It's like a, it's like a, um, like a capitalist hellhole, basically. It's like,
0: one of, <laughs> it's one of the weirdest places uh, uh, in Ohio only because it's like, it, it seems like people move there, want to live downtown. So everything makes every second location of every successful restaurant or business gets put there. Mm -hmm. So they like built Mm -hmm. their own downtown. That's far away from the (laughs) town.
10: yeah well they don't <laughs> they got to keep all the undesirables about man <laughs>
0: yeah yeah they they don't want us yeah. there
10: no absolutely not absolutely not but uh so my small business tyrant story i was working at a restaurant for about eight months uh and i quit about like a month ago or two months ago or so okay um and, you know, so I, you know, worked there for a while. I got out of school and, you know, kind of just need something in an interim before I found a job in my field or whatever. And, you know, for a while it was good. Um, but, uh, basically what happened is, the the owners, so they were a couple. Okay. And normally the wife ran it and she was like, used to be a real estate agent. She was like a nice lady or whatever. Um, but her husband he's an investment banker. So <laughs> just, that gives you an idea of, uh, you know, kind of, kind of people we're dealing with. Yeah. And uh, he, I guess like lost his job and then was in between jobs. Um, and so he started spending a lot of time, like at the restaurant and kind of took over, like running the day to day. And it was like, it was just a mess. Uh, Cause he, you know, he was one of those guys, like, He's very wealthy and like very full of himself. Sure. And just the kind of guy who wants to like talk down to all his like lowly employees or whatever, right? Um so I you know and I don't know if this is common but like one really big problem was that a lot of the employees like lived there. So like the rest they owned the building.
3: Oh. And in
10: the back of the restaurant there was like apartments. And so pretty much the entire kitchen staff lived there. And he was their landlord and their boss. Wow. So, yeah. So that, which to me is like super unethical. Like that's just like messed up. Like, cause in, anytime anything would go wrong or they would get, you know, he didn't like how someone was doing, like instantly it's like, oh, I'm going to have to find somebody else to like live here. You know, if I, if you, you know, you don't do a good job, I'm, you know, you're going to get kicked out, blah, blah, whatever. And you know, I didn't, I wasn't in that situation, but it was like, just watching it was like horrible. And so, you know, every now and then, like in that place was like a revolving door, which, you know, I feel like any kind of restaurant that's like run poorly is just kind of that way. Yeah. But he would have guys move in. Like you have a kitchen guy move in, he'd come in and you know, if anything, you know, he didn't like how they were working or what there was any kind of conflict. You know, they'd live there for like a month and he'd kick them out and fire them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like really messed
0: up. Oh, God. That's, I mean, that's and, someone uh, having like full control of your life, really. Like, imagine losing, like, that's such a big gamble as an employee. You lose your housing and your income all at once.
10: Yeah. And most of the employees were immigrants. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of part of how that kind of, he was able to kind of get away with that. Right. Because they didn't really have, like a lot of them, they didn't really have any other options, right? Um, but they, we, we went into funny situations because a lot of them, like their English was like only okay.
1: Uh-huh.
10: And he would try to like, condes- you know, he was a really condescending guy, like just constantly talking down and condescending people but a lot of times like he would try to like do that to some of the employees that were you know their english was like okay enough to get by but not like super great sure. and it would just like it would be like him talking to a wall <laughs> so there's like this one lady i worked with i was a server and she was also a server and he would try to like you know talk to her talk to her like she's stupid blah blah whatever and it, she it would just like it was like nothing like she had no idea what he was trying to do <laughs> and he would get so frustrated <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there, there was a couple things that were like really kind of got me like with with me um where like so one time he was like going off on uh because minimum wage recently went up here okay. and he was like having to you know he was having to pay everybody like a little bit more i think it went up it was like maybe i don't even think it was like a dollar um and he was like bitching and moaning about. Oh, you know, after you know, paying people more, talking about how much taxes he pays and everything, and then he's he's talking to me about it, and I'm like, okay, whatever, blah blah blah, and he's like, well, let me show you how many how much taxes I pay, and so then he shows me this like, oh no, I you know, it's not, yeah,
0: you don't want (laughs) you never want your boss to say, let me show you, because that just you know what that means, you know. Oh, you're not gonna <laughs> raise any time yeah. soon. Yeah. You don't even you can't you can't even picture the amount of money I pay in taxes. You know, that's what he's saying. He's like, <laughs> I pay more in taxes than I pay all of my employees put together.
6: Yeah,
10: yeah. So he shows me this now I'm it's like a bank statement, right? And it is the figure on it is a million dollars. And this is his income, I think, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't know from when, from like a few years back or something. And he's like, this is the first million dollars I ever made, and here's my taxes paid on that. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you, like, you're really going to show me? your million dollars you made for being an investment banker and you just show me how many taxes how much taxes you paid on that i'm supposed to feel bad for
1: you no yeah i, I mean
0: even you if got he to had keep
10: to, most of a million <laughs> right
0: if he had to pay seven hundred thousand dollars of that i wouldn't feel bad for him. you know what i mean <laughs> right like if somebody made a million dollars and they only got to keep 200 grand i'd be like fuck. That's you great. know Damn. 200 grand i could yeah. use that take you the know? next five years off or something <laughs> yeah i i'll say it right now if i make a million dollars i will not complain if you take 800 grand from me you know i don't care (laughs) well i just think that money gets and i know a million dollars isn't fuck you money anymore right but i i do know that money gets to a point where what are you gonna do with it all right you know what i mean it's it's just kind of like you know, maybe if I got a million dollars, I I might just buy an apartment and own it so I don't have to pay for it anymore, okay? And then like that's it. I I don't know what else I would want. Yeah. You know, not having to pay rent ever again would be a a, a good for my pocketbook. Right. You know? But uh Guys that make that much money and that have that amount of money where it doesn't even fucking matter if they paid 80% of their taxes, they always complain. Yeah. More than anybody that pays taxes, you know?
10: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking too, this guy, I mean, like he, what he does, he like runs, like he's in charge of like investments for a bank. So like other people's money, essentially, he's like in charge of the investments. Like this is the kind of guy who knows how every loophole, every tax loophole, every way around, like there's no way he's paying like just straight up, whatever, like tax bill he's supposed to pay. every year. He's
0: got money offshore. Yeah. I was going to say there was some, I remember that I was just in so much rage because there was a friend of a friend that went to their house. Their parents drove like German luxury automobiles, you know, two car garage, all that stuff. But, um, their kid was able to get financial assistance for college because they owned a restaurant and they were basically to just say the whole thing was like a loss. They just reported like, Oh, we didn't make any money this year. You know, that was oh. the first time I realized like, I got to get a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. That is one of those things where you look at it like, uh, you know this isn't so bad, yeah, you know you lose money, you fucking come out on top in the end,
10: it's perfect, right you know
0: they've they've yeah. made owning well, a like business have- relatively low risk
10: yeah, well, they lost money after they took like the two fifty k out for themselves, right
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, no profit yeah <laughs> nothing there's, there's no, no profit for the no, business nothing here, yeah. I, I, I,
0: I, You know, and it is that is funny when you say like he basically just had a place so he could scream at people because that's what Lexi's was when I worked there, which was like a deli. Uh, uh, It seemed like the guy just opened a restaurant so he could scream at the employees all the time because it was just constant insults. And uh, he didn't hire immigrants. He hired uh, felons. So, you know, they don't have a whole lot of options, so they have to put up with his shit. Yeah.
10: This yeah, is fucked
0: up. It yeah, is. that's the, the wrong room. people yeah,
10: are in charge. It's, yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it was just a it's just a messed up scenario, man. I felt so bad for like the people who worked there after I left, but I finally just got tired of dealing with them, and I was like, I'm out, and yeah. I can't do this. It was, you know, during the pandemic too. So like, I had been a server, right? And you know, I was making like decent money, you know, above minimum wage with tips and everything. Uh, But you know, when the pandemic hit, that's like there's no tips, right? Right. And you know, he was paying us like you know, paying me like minimum wage. You know, it's fine, whatever. But you know, I wasn't making you know what I'd been making before, and he was just—they were just constantly there. They would like, um, yeah. So they have a camera in the restaurant, and they would like look oh, and no. see what you're doing. Yeah, but, I've yeah, never had to so do that. The kitchen. <laughs> So the kitchen guys, they would just like go in the back if they wanted to just like sit on their phone or like watch, a, watch TV on their phone or do something like that. But I was like, you know, I was the only person up front. I was the only server they brought back to work. So I had to be like at the front to take calls like on the phone or if people walked up or whatever. So, you know, if they wanted to go do something, they just go in the back and then nobody can see them. But, um, you know, I, if I'm like, oh, I'll be on my phone or whatever, because a lot of the time was dead. I mean, you weren't having, like, the normal, like, rush hours that you normally have. And people order food at odd times because everybody's home, everybody's working at home, whatever. Yes. And they, I would, they would call me, like, call the restaurant and be like, hey, you know, you're on your phone. Like, don't be on your phone. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, there's not really much for me to do. <laughs> to <Right>. do. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it started to get to the point where, like, they would, like, call me when I was at home. Like, not when I wasn't working. And or like text me like a long list of like, oh, like this is what like, you know, we want you to do or blah, 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 whatever. Uh, And I was just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, I don't want you calling me while I'm at home. Like, tell me whatever. And I just had to get out of there. So
7: (laughs) yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But I
10: just yeah, I just feel so bad, though, because like, especially for the guys that are like stuck there because they that's where they live. Yeah, and, You know, the place for this restaurant, it's just like, uh, you know, it's like a college town and there's, you know, uh, real estate's like expensive and like rents are high. So I like, I think they can't, you know, they couldn't afford to like get another place or something. Yeah. And yeah. that's like, especially on the kind of wage they're making, they have to live there or else they can't really afford to live somewhere. Like one of the guys I worked with, he had been in section eight housing prior to that. Okay. And so like,
1: all
11: share the same
10: house yeah and and that yeah that's the other thing they like they all like it's one space and they just have rooms oh no they're like living yeah and so their like kitchen was the kitchen
0: oh my god wait in a house together it's like big brother everybody (laughs) that works at a it's like the real world they all work at the same place and they all live in the same yeah yeah that's the real world but that's what the real world was, right? Yeah, they would yeah. give them a job, yeah, and, and this, they would all have to live yeah. together. Um. Well, that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's horrible. I'm I'm sure it's, I'm yeah. happening. You know, all over the country. If you can avoid it, never live with your boss. That is the lesson. Yeah. <laughs>
10: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know, like how common that is. Like people, like living in the restaurant where they work, but I'd never seen it before. But to me, that's like, I don't know, super unethical, man. Like, like being someone's landlord and their boss. That's just like, that's just fucked
0: up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is though, when head. you talk, when you talk, I think like, I, I wouldn't know this. I, obviously, you know, him better than I do, but I'll bet you the people that live in that house probably see it as a, uh, an upside to the job. You yeah. know what I mean? It just <laughs> is like you would like it if you you would like it if the person that owns the place didn't own the house. Like if if the person that owns it maybe could uh um get somebody else to run it like a management company or anything like that because it does feel like it does feel like a fucked up situation and i'm sure that i mean i've worked in restaurants and and i'm sure that house is not like a healthy place to live in
10: oh no (laughs) no definitely not
0: i mean i'm sure there are people fighting in that house at times
10: yeah oh yeah and like when the health inspection would come they would have us like so there was a door between like The kitchen area because it was like it's one of those places you can see the kitchen from like where you order and stuff okay i like those but back behind yeah so further back there there's like a hallway and then there's like a door and the door is one of those doors with no knobs or anything so it looks like a wall if it's shut and then behind that is where they stored all the food and they had like all the prep ovens and prep stoves and everything but that's also the residential area where right above that is where they live and their bathroom was down there and everything so whenever the like, health inspector would come, they would have a shut that door and it looked like a wall. So they didn't know that that was like part of the restaurant. But like food was being prepped back there and all the food was being kept back there before it was prepared or a lot of it.
0: Fuck. So that is wild. <laughs>
10: the health inspector never saw it. Yeah. And I'm sure that they had just said, oh, it's actually residential. It's not connected to the restaurant. But that's not true. It's like half the restaurant, and like the front See, area, was back there.
0: And that's the thing is that it is, that's, it's that easy to make a million dollars. That's all you have to do to make a million dollars, folks. <laughs> you have to lie and be an asshole all the time. Yep. 100% of the time, you have to lie and be an asshole, and you will get a million dollars. Run a company town in the middle of a city, and uh, yeah, they get your first million. Oh, they're going to punish you for it, though. What they're kind of to be rent? Pun- punished for making all that money by the taxes. What kind of rent were they paying?
10: Um man, I think they paid like I think it was maybe like eight hundred a month to, and normal rent in the area is like a thousand to twelve hundred a month.
0: But they weren't getting their own place for that eight hundred. You know no, what I mean? like it was
10: a room. Yeah, yeah. Like they got a room. Oh, yeah.
0: That is the worst. Oh. That yeah. yeah. That's a small like business tyrant.
10: Yeah, that's actually and what that is. Their bathroom was like. Oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry. They so they just one other thing. Their bathroom was the staff bathroom. So like sometimes in the morning I'd come in and I'd like go to use the bathroom before like going into work and like he like somebody be brushing their teeth or sometimes it'd be locked because he's like taking a shower in there. Jeez. So that's <laughs> so a very that
0: much like
6: their bathroom.
0: That's very much like the guy that that guy deserves the worst in the world yeah like he just deserves i mean i i guess like if i had thought that they weren't paying the rent you know if they weren't paying this guy 800 dollars a month to live there that's almost like yeah that almost turns it into like a good thing what right if the if the people that lived in the house at the restaurant didn't have to pay rent sure because they work for the restaurant it sort of morphs into, it's not a bad thing. It's it's shitty that people are being treated like shit and stuff like that, but it's like, you're doing a real fucking service here. You know? It's opportunity for some of the ones, especially because a lot of that uh, transportation to work can also fuck you so bad on a lot of those jobs. And they want you to be there so quickly. I'm I'm sure it seems like a plus to be near work, but paying, you're right. I don't know. Paying $800 a month when you're making minimum wage yeah is that's that's i mean i guess you're eating for free most of the time i don't really know i don't know how this kind of stuff works out it sucks that is wild that is a wild story that there is a small business tyrant slash landlord and i believe as the communists say first
10: against the wall one of the first against the wall yeah you know Yeah, he's for- an investment banker too. So it's like a triple whammy. Yeah.
0: This guy, this this guy, uh uh, if we win, I mean, he's gonna be fucking breaking bricks for mm-hmm. decades. <laughs> it's gonna be his job. Thanks. Breaking bricks. Yeah, well thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks guys. We need brick breakers. Yeah, after the thing. Break you know, I don't know for what. But Split logs, maybe. Yeah, bricks have logs. to get broken. So um, I did. I not you just I just remembered I did have a friend that went out to Montana and worked at a resort that was like a nature getaway place. He got to live for free, but also got paid. So but, you know, he was actually literally at like a place where people were paying thousands of dollars to go on vacation, you know yeah 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 i mean and free rent too that's the kind of thing yeah i would do that you just did it for a summer why because people only go there when it was nice out you know yeah that would fucking rule i would like to stay there you know jackson Hole. yeah oh that's probably beautiful there you know it's like i mean all the most evil people in the world hang out there but you know yeah all right next call thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to
7: tonight Hey, this is Cody from, uh, Wichita and I was calling to talk about, um, I wanted to get your guys's, um, thoughts on how this election was shaping on compared to 2016. And I wanted to share a story about, uh, in Wichita, Kansas, um, the enthusiasm behind establishment Democrats, which is practically zero, um, in 2016 uh there was one person i had spotted with a hillary clinton sticker on the back of their car and i had pulled up beside them and it happened to be my half sister (laughs) who uh who uh uh their uh their mom who's my dad's ex-wife uh had like ran and like uh, you know, local office and stuff. And that was the only Hillary Clinton sticker I saw. And, uh, recently in 2020, we've seen like a few Joe Biden signs around, like a little more than the Hillary stuff. We actually saw like a Joe Biden banner. Uh huh. But I don't know if that's more like hysteria of like just the regular like liberals who are like gonna support that anyway or like, or if there's like, An actual galvanization of support behind this. I was just uh, trying to get your thoughts. And one other thing I wanted to uh, mention, and I wanted you guys to discuss, is this whole deal about all these conservatives, and I'm sure you've seen this, talking about this QAnon stuff about child sex trafficking and all this stuff is blowing up my Facebook feed. And, um, I mean, there's been uh, reports reporting on it in like a uh, time magazine and stuff. And also kind of the, the lack of response from liberals on this stuff, because I've seen like time magazine, the article that they came out with this talking about QAnon consp- conspiracies saying like, well, there's no basis behind this. It's like, well, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's a real thing. Yeah. And like, I feel like liberals aren't really talking about this appropriately. And, it, and it's and it's be, and it's becoming a real problem and i just wanted to get your guys thoughts on i mean i know that's a lot from joe biden and <laughs> how like you know 2016 to 2020 is going and the q and on thing and all that okay. but i'll i'll take it off the air thank you guys oh I you're welcome it,
0: i appreciate it yeah we gotta answer the questions yeah uh i have been pretty much thinking that joe biden is gonna win the election up until a couple of days ago, uh, I was looking at some of Trump's tweets, some of the stories about Trump's tweets and, and Trump stuff. And, uh, I was looking at the, uh, comments on him, the replies and, uh, specifically I was looking at the liberal replies to him, the Democrat replies, yeah. right? And, uh, I think he's going to win again now because i don't think they're ready for this i i just i think i have i've come to the conclusion lately that uh uh it's not so much about the politics that is a piece of it but it's about winning and it is about people wanting to align with a winner right and joe biden he doesn't joe biden doesn't feel like a winner to me and uh uh the people that are voting for trump are going to enthusiastically vote for trump the yeah. people that are going to vote for biden are going to walk in there and and be like ah fuck, i guess i gotta vote for biden you know what i mean and uh uh i just feel like there's this hubris with them where they're like oh he's desperate so he's lying and throwing stuff out there and it's like i, I don't i think that like He's his thing has always been to just throw stuff out there and maybe he is desperate but like the fact is joe biden doesn't look like he cares if he wins to me at all yeah you just don't see him anywhere he's hiding you know um well i i disagree with you uh i say i would say there is a lot of Joe Biden signs and flags and stuff way more than I saw Hillary Clinton stuff. And uh, Hillary Clinton went, ran a way more cynical campaign where she was outwardly being an asshole and pandering and doing shit that just was obnoxious. And we really didn't know what Trump in office was going to be. And I think that if you focus to the online thing about what liberals think that you're missing out and you think that everybody has to rationalize their vote. When the majority of the signs I see are just by Don. And so I think that people do want to win this time and say no to Donald Trump. And I don't think that they're all enthusiastically behind Joe Biden. And I think it's unfair to, to say that they're all think this is going to change the world or make anything different. But I do think uh, it's an opportunity to say no to Donald Trump. You know, and yeah. even if you're an accelerationist, it's like, let's see what you're going to do. Are you going to get ku cool us like. What are you going to do? Like he he's already calling it illegal. He's already saying if I lose it's illegal. Yeah. So uh like it would be good to to go all in on him and well, see what the fuck he does if if he loses. I am with you on that kind of accelerationist thing. I was telling you uh um that uh I wanted to get a place in DC for the night before and 4 days af- after the election because I want to be there no matter what happens and i i think i think i like i think that if he loses and he won't concede and he won't leave office that's like that's going to be ground zero for whatever the fuck happens yeah you know and who knows what the fuck's gonna happen but if he wins that's also going to be like ground zero for something yeah, happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's a monu- I mean, it's a really big moment. Uh, you know, it's and weird. Once again, it's, you, so we, we know what he's doing right now. And like, we, we have, we, you know, we know what it's like. So do you have the same uh, uh, nerves as me? Uh, like, or not nerves. I, I think I have a cynical view of this, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm sort of warming to it. Uh huh. Like, I feel like, I feel like he will concede. But the longer this goes on, like, I am starting to think he might just not leave. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the other thing, too, is, yeah, he. we know that if he decides to not leave, that the Democrats are going to be like, well, that's unfair! and they're, yep. But they're not going to stop him or do anything drastic. No, it's left it's, up to us. Yeah, It really is. Like, if he loses, I mean, fuck, dude, they lost that they won the 2000 election. Sure. Democrats won the 2000 election for sure. They did. And uh, got cheated out of it by the Supreme court. And they were just like, ah, God dang it. Well, we'll come back in 2004 and we'll run John Kerry against this guy and then lost again, you know? Yeah. And I think also an important thing for me was being around in 2004 and being somewhat engaged because I feel like in 2004, we pr- I feel like we thought Kerry was going to win. I feel like a lot of people were super fucking confident yeah. that he was going to win. And for all the same reasons, they're kind of confident that Biden's going to win. It's that like he has respect for the system. He uh, uh, follows the rules and uh, he's intelligent in a way that George W. Bush wasn't. Sure. And I feel like we're, we're looking at we're basically looking at the same race. We're like, nobody thinks Donald Trump's smart. I don't, I don't even think his biggest supporters think he's smart. I think they like him because he fucks with stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I do agree with the caller also about the, 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 the liberals are very stuck. The Democrats are very stuck in a trap where they can't really talk about the Epstein shit because if they talk about the Epstein shit. Some of their names come up in that conversation and uh for some reason those people are to never face any co- consequences yeah according to the democrats true like just n- we're not going to talk about bill clinton we're just not going to do it because if we take down bill clinton i, I mean and i think this is in the democrats mind i actually don't think it's a big deal i don't either i mean I, think- I actually don't think it's a big deal for the democrats if they lose bill clinton and he's just a guy you can't go to anymore because i don't think he i I don't really feel like he's a guy. They like to bring him out, man. They love to bring him out. Right, but I don't think like the average person really super gives a shit sure. about if he's out or in or or whatever. you know, like they wouldn't miss him in the next election. but uh, I don't know, Brett you you I have seen a lot of of uh uh Biden signs, but I also live in a place. Where there's going to be a lot of Biden oh, signs. Oh, I sure, do. I do too. But I think, but I, but what I'm not saying is that it doesn't say Joe Biden hope for tomorrow. It says by Don. It says no Trump. It says yes. We flush the turd. I yes. hate that one. It's a there, gross. like, and I think that that's what I mean. That's what people are converting it to in their mind, you know. Uh And so, sure, he needs to be doing stuff to win over people that you know to win, twin to people over. But I think that everybody. He he wins the lesser of two evils this time. I think. Yeah, uh, and I also think that the, like- the, the 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 racist stuff is on a, a level that wasn't happening with the George W. Bush election. Yeah. There was there was lots of Islamophobia. There was not Nazis in the street shooting people. True. True. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do kind of. I, I guess the way I, I do, you have kind of flipped me a bit in that, like, I do think. I do think that that like Biden can win. I just worry about I just worry about like I don't think a single moderate's going to vote for Trump. You know what I mean? Right. I think that is a safe bet that moderates are going to vote for Biden. And uh I don't know if that was true in 2016. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think in 2016 it was a lot more of a toss up. But and also the same thing. I mean, we could go on this forever. But like Republicans, I think are also comfortable in this. Like, oh, you call everyone a racist? And it's like because you hang out with them and you court them and like every you <laughs> you say know, racist. Things. Yeah, you agree. Like, e- you know, I even the even Republicans that aren't outwardly doing like hate posting online. I think there's just like, well, I'm not of that type. I'm, but I do agree with the economic policies or some shit yeah. like that. You know, You yeah. can't beat this. Can't beat. This this economy they always say this economy is fucking booming and I, I just and they're broke as shit yeah they're fucking no money in the bank and they're like but the economy's booming and you're like how do you know and then i the q QAnon absolutely um you know that's when someone if they want to raise the conversation on that i think that's fine i think that's definitely like if someone wants to start talking about uh sex trafficking and stuff we should it should be an important conversation we all have uh, the problem is, is that the Democrats don't want to promote legalizing sex work, and they don't want to spend money. Uh, you know, trying to provide aid to people and organizations in places that they don't like it. They want to means test everything, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, they aren't going to offer a safe home for a nineteen-year-old sex worker that is doing fine. You know, working, working and living where they, you know, at the same time. You know. Yeah. Uh, they're still prohibitionists for everything. They're still prohibitionists. I mean, fuck, dude. They're still weed prohibitionists. They still are Which we- is the biggest slam dunk in all of politics at this point. You know what I mean? Let's get this next call in. All right. But weed is I'm just a slam dunk at this point. It's like the person that says they're going to legalize it is going to get a lot of votes Oof. just for that. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to you tonight?
11: Uh, hey, this is Carl from Alabama.
0: What's up, Carl? How's it going?
11: Uh, it's going all right. Um, so I have a a small business pirate story tonight.
1: Okay. Um,
11: but uh, first, I, first I just wanted to like, I just wanted to thank you guys. because um, I, I appreciate y'all being like, being willing to be vulnerable and like talk about anxiety and and addiction and stuff like that on air. Um, like when I first started listening to podcasts, I, you know I started with you know, like Mark Maron and, and Chapo and y'all, um, and like, you know, Mark Maron and, and y'all specifically like talk, talk a lot about like, you know, you know, anxiety and general anxiety and, and, uh, and addiction. Um, so I don't know, it, it, you know, I, I didn't really grow up, um, it made me grow emotionally being able to listen to people talk about that and like men talk about that. And, you know, because I didn't really grow up uh, feeling like I could talk about, you know, like my emotions and my anxiety and stuff like that. So, you know, it, I don't know, it was, it it was really good for me to to kind of hear that stuff. Yeah.
0: um, And you find out also like one of the cures for it is like, once you get it out there and you start saying it, you're like, Oh, this kind of sounds, this is kind of over now that I'm saying this out loud. Like, what was inside my mind. It was rattling around and all this stuff. And then I just told my wife what I've been thinking about, for like, the last hour. And she's like, that's weird. You we like, just you're, had that before you're right. we recorded. Right. <laughs> we just had that before we recorded. I had this thing bouncing around in my head for all day. And I just walked in. And I was like, I have to say this. And I'm just going to say it. You know what I mean? And I just said what it was. And uh, then I was like, I don't really know what I'm freaking out about right now. Yeah. You know, like uh, I'm bother. borrowing problems from the future. Right. And I'm just freaking out about, right. Stuff. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, yeah, I know it helps uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, this show has helped me deal with a lot of the stuff that was bothering me for the first probably five years. We did this show. Like there was a lot of stuff in me that, that like I had a very, low opinion of myself. And I felt like I had washed out of a normal life. And uh, I, I thought that that was a bad thing. And then when I talked, started talking to people through the show, I found out that like, that wasn't like my anxiety around work. Wasn't a rare thing. It was what everybody else is feeling, but we don't verbalize that stuff. And uh, that really helped me. I mean, the listeners have helped me as much if uh, probably more than I could ever help them in dealing with anxiety. Because when I hear these stories and and when I hear people that are sort of having a lot of the same feelings that I had, it makes me feel like less of a failure, I guess. (laughs)
11: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, definitely the this, this street fight group has, has definitely helped me feel a lot more, um, okay with, with, uh, with my feelings, uh, feelings of, you know, just like how shitty things are and just kind of dealing with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have, uh, so, um, so back in, in 2012, uh, I was 16 and I, I got my, I got my first job. And it was, uh, my, my dad's buddy, uh, owned this, owned this, uh, iPhone repair store. He still owns it. Um, still a piece of shit. Uh, but it's, uh, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna name names. It's, uh, it's the broken iPhone in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Um, so, uh, so he started me and so like, you know, my dad was like, okay, you know, he'll get you a job and you know, you'll, you'll, you go and work, uh, you know, sometime after school. And so I was like, all right, so I'll, you know, I'll go after high school and, you know, go do that. And so I talked with him. And so basically he started paying me under the table, uh, to start working there after school and like on weekends. Okay. Um, so I worked there for about three or four months and, uh, there were, there were a few like cool things, uh, like about working there, you know, like I really like working with technology and stuff like that. But, uh, and you know, he would, he would like pirate. Um, you know, Apple developer software, that stuff that hadn't been like released yet, uh-huh. uh, to the public and would have that like on his, on his shit and, and like would give that to, to like the people that he was in with. Um, and he also like kept pretty consistently like kept pot brownies in the back, but like would never let me have any. So that was, that was actually kind of fucking lame, but, <laughs> um, but there were some like really there were some really fucked up things that were that were going on like uh you know sometimes he would bring um like he would bring this i mean this it's not really all that fucked up but he he would bring a sex worker into the office and like ha- and like, like fuck around with them in his in his office like during business hours mm. which i mean like sex work is work but like that's kind of weird and he would also like kind of offer her services to me uh which i was like yeah, i was like mm, no i'm good i'm good um like and i was 16. So yeah was like,
0: that's hey, not a good idea
11: uh yeah and um he would also like he would yell at me and and stuff while he was training me and like there were multiple times where if i like like he would say you know like oh you know if you fuck up this part like you know i'm gonna take you out the back i'm gonna take you out in the back and like kick your ass oh i uh you know I what's like, funny about that i like,
0: whoa I, I just read a reddit post last week on their advice section because i've been reading workplace advice and this person did say like you know i have a boss he's never done anything that like really crossed the line but i'm just wondering would you consider this bullying and the first thing she said was that he commented on her appearance which can be couched in dress code stuff and uh um it is a dick move no matter what but i got in my head, what his brain might be saying, you uh-huh. know? But then the next thing was exactly what the caller's talking about. Fucking, he would say, I'm gonna take you out back and beat the shit out of you when they fucked up. And, but he would laugh while he was yeah. saying it. You know what I mean? Cause I had a boss too that was. Yeah, like that's that. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They laugh and, and they feel like it's a joke, but you feel like, you know, this is vaguely threatening to me. I don't know. I know you're fucking around, dude, but like, that's maybe not workplace yeah. language. I mean, you know? and you're right. I mean the the sexual the sex thing is definitely crossing a line too with your with somebody, especially a child. You can't do that, and, and like the then the violence that. It, Anybody can own a business, though. This is, this is how you make, this is how you make money, folks, in America. You open a business. This is the type of person you need to be to be successful in America. Yeah. I mean, the sex worker thing, I, I, sex work is work and, and that's for sure. I mean, like taking shots at them, but I mean, if you're running a business and, and you have teenagers at that business, you just, You can't do it. I know it's yours. And I I know the building's yours. And I I also know that, like, technically, you're allowed to have sex in your office if you want to. There's no law against having sex in your office. (laughs) It's just one of those things where you're like, you know, could you like have some etiquette? Yeah, fucking your office when we're closed. You know, yeah. right? There's, there's just a, it's an etiquette thing. Like I yeah. don't want to walk into my boss's office and see his butt cheeks thrusting into somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. fucking dumb pants around his ankles and his fucking button-up shirt just yeah. barely covering his cheeks. It's like yeah. I, I don't, I don't need to see that. I don't want to. And there, it, listen, there is a fucking chance that you're gonna see your boss's hog if. They're having sex. And you just that's not fair. Yeah, that's yeah. To do to people. You
11: can't yeah. do it to anybody. Yeah, um, so I haven't even gotten to the worst part. Um, so he would brag to me that so, you know, oftentimes we would have, um, you know, people come in and, you know, their, uh, you know, their phones were their phones were fucked up and, they, you know, they got water damage or same thing with like a like their laptops or whatever. So he would do, um, you know, like, uh, you know, system recovery and, and, you know, like get, get stuff off their phones for them. He would go through their stuff.
1: Yeah. And
11: keep, like, (laughs) and keep, like, sexy, like, nudes and, and, like, sex tapes and stuff like that. And he had, he, like, had a, he, like, had a hard
2: drive for them.
0: Yeah. This is, this uh... fucking
2: guy's a pervert
0: yeah this is this is illegal this is a i mean there's probably three crimes so far well again i don't think the sex should be a crime i have said it's this. sexual harassment in the workplace you can't do sex at work i don't know i mean <laughs> you can't you can if everybody's into it if everybody's okay with it or if you're in a private place it's like you know whatever right. if i walked in here and you were having sex behind the tv set I wouldn't be like that ah that's unprofessional sure i would be like you're a gross pervert i would like say it but then like I-, I just yeah it's not the same as a stranger he's not a stranger i don't know i'm just saying the thing is the worst this is the type of thing that this guy should go to jail for like this is like you know i'm not a big Jail guy, but like having a hard drive. And, and you know what? I'll tell you this story. I knew this girl had a huge crush on her. We dated for like three days, right? Back in, in 1999. And, uh, um, and, uh, she was, she was pretty cool. She worked at Cord Camera, camera store, right? Uh huh. And every night she would come over after work and she would have an envelope of like cock pics sex pics all those pics and and like and just fucked up pictures she would just make a double yeah and bring them over to the house while we were all partying and we would just sit there like ah and i feel totally bad about it now but like it is it seems like this has been going off forever at this point you know what i mean yeah like i i think it's wrong obviously uh uh But I I think it's really horrible to have somebody put your trust, to put your trust in somebody and have them, I mean, what if that stuff ends up on the internet? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, this guy could put that stuff on the internet, you know? Creep. What a fucking Yeah, definitely. Um, Broken iPhone. So he came
11: back yeah the broken iphone in mobile alabama uh (laughs) so he came back into the zeitgeist recently um yeah my friend he 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 texted me like a while back and he he was just like hey you know like the people on facebook are talking about that place you used to work i thought you might want to like see this and maybe share your story um and he sent me the the link and basically he was um people were calling him out because he was being like super, he he was handing out bananas to black, to like black customers.
6: What? Oh, fuck, dude. What? In yeah. And fuck? just
11: being like crazy, like crazy. Like, I mean, cause whenever I work, like he never did shit like that. Whenever I worked with him, like he was only like the kind of guy who would talk to you about how like the moon landing was fake. And you're an idiot if you believe that, you know, like that it was real. Um, but I, you know, I guess that turned into like QAnon shit. And, um, and you know, like his, yeah. you know, being super white, racist. White nationalists. Which wrong would be white?
0: I'm proud of being yeah. white.
1: That's a, yeah, he interesting. Doesn't,
11: he doesn't allow um, he doesn't allow masks in his store. Oh my! Now he doesn't allow anybody God. to wear masks. Um, which oh, isn't please, as Lord, I mean that's not as big code, of a deal man. as like being super fucking racist to like all of your customers. But
0: yeah. please, God uh uh give him a horrible case of covid not that i want him spreading it but he's just the kind <laughs> of guy that deserves it you know uh that is fucked uh this guy is fucked up it's so weird and and i will say what you were saying about the conspiracy theory and stuff i have found that a lot of times that is a road to at, at least anti-Semitism and usually racism. Like that just seems like, it seems like once you start getting into like the moon landings, a hoax and stuff like that, you, you're at a minimum gonna be anti-Semitic, but probably just racist. And it it seems like, cause I remember, I, I think I talked about this recently, but I would join all kinds of groups on Facebook and uh, it didn't matter if it was chemtrails or uh any of those, you know, geoengineering, they all like at some point in the comments got anti-Semitic. And like uh uh I hate to say it because I don't like want to profile people in that way, or I don't want to say that all of those people are like that, and you know, they're probably not all like that. But I do think that's a road to getting there for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, someone was uh, I can't remember. Someone so the uh someone was saying on Twitter I can't remember who it was but explaining that a lot of the QAnon stuff now is a rehash of satanic panic it's a rehash of like old anti-Semitism bloodletting type uh hysteria and shit it's it's a it's uh you know it's nothing new about it it's just way more fat it's faster it's political it's faster and political yeah. they put it into politics yeah. sense. it's like the 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 satanists are now leftists right. You know what I mean? And uh it's it's like satanic panic with leftists as yeah. the bad guys, you know. Well that is a fucked up story. The broken iPhone in Mobile Alabama. Uh you're on our fucking shit list. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Very small shit list, but he, yeah. he they're up there. Thanks for calling in.
11: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, y'all have a good night. You, you too. too.
0: Appreciate it. You too. Well, what we got? Calls. What do we get a jump in? There's one jump in. It Didn't we like, just say no jump in? They must not hurt it. Because we got like a couple calls, right? We should have dose. Yeah. Let's go. We got two calls, we got ten minutes. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? One. Hello.
12: Hey, am what's I up? Am? Yeah. Hey, I'm Aaron. I'm calling to... Uh, I think you guys might be interested in hearing about the strike at the University of Michigan right now.
0: I am interested. Is that the one that... Uh, uh, is, I'm, I'm thinking... That's the one I looked at where they were talking about the rat, which we, we don't have to get yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah,
12: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, some administrators... Oh my God, I got to tell you about this story. So, backstory, uh, GEO... The grad student union is on strike because um, we want a safe and just pandemic response. The administration is not doing enough testing. And also they responded to this pandemic by increasing policing on campus. So really, we're really trying to push public health issues and abolitionist issues. But today we were all over left Twitter because an administrator got mad that we came to our house.
0: Ah, I did see that. Yeah.
12: Yeah. 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 So I think a backstory on that action and sort of the response might be what people are interested in right now, especially since people are accusing us of canceling Scabby the rat.
0: Oh, um, I'm not accusing you of canceling them. I just, I'm accusing somebody else of okay. canceling them.
6: <laughs> right.
12: <laughs>
1: okay. So, uh, yeah.
12: Let's hear it. Yeah. Sorry. Here's the background. So We have a couple of deans they've been threatening us with pretty much firing us. So after talking to them for days and days and there's no response, we decided to shut down the city of Ann Arbor march across Ann Arbor Ann Arbor cops had no idea what they were doing because, you know, it's a small college town. They had no idea. So we shut down traffic, you know,
0: let me say Dean this let me say let me say this real quick uh uh we're supposed to hate people from ann arbor but me and Brad are so uh such kind and good souls that we we like you people in ann arbor we we don't care about some petty college rivalry
12: <laughs> i mean is it really a rivalry at this point like we can't win a game right
8: now so
0: yeah i mean but you know if you saw how people treat it here, you would be like, oh, it's still a rivalry. <laughs> oh, no. I grew
12: up in Cincinnati. I'm well aware how much you guys hate Michigan.
0: So. I don't. I never did. I had a Michigan starter jacket when I was in high school. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's an really? iconic What changed? Uh, I just don't oh, watch okay. football that much anymore, you know? And I also am. I mean, I'm currently wearing a hat for a Japanese baseball team that I couldn't even tell you the name of. So, I, I'm just... I'm a, I'm a hat guy, and when you wear hats, you gotta wear sports teams on them, because that's all they make. You know? So, thinking about buying a Phillies one next. Interesting. I like the accent. Yeah, yeah. Water. You got say water. Hey, got get that water, I gotta go get water ice. <laughs> you know? Yep, all the time. Yeah, I gotta get a Coke. Let's go get a cake. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready for that. Yeah, you I am. It, hey, with. we're going to go have some cake in the water. Let me get that drawn right there. Yeah. You gotta get one of them Johns. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. So uh, uh, the police didn't know how to deal with the uh, uh, with the
1: confrontation and uh, what ended up happening after that.
4: Well, so, okay, so we
12: march down. It's a great action. Everyone's riled up. We go through Ann Arbor. Great action. Then afterwards, we hear from a bunch of faculty that they were concerned that we went to someone's home. It was a step too far. And then um, what happened afterwards where they also accused us of drawing anti-Semitic imagery. Yes. So we had to sort of do the, I guess the diplomatic organizational response, which is say, look, this is Gabby, the rat, Gabby, the rat's awesome. Um, that said, we're going to avoid using rats in the future, just so that we are not prone to sort of these bad faith attacks.
0: Yeah. I mean, who did the attack? Uh, uh, it wasn't people with you guys, right? you you people No 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 it it was it was largely uh pe- faculty Yeah so that kind of stuff uh faculty knows where scabby the rat came from Faculty knows that rats are a forever long union mascot thing for for they I mean they put big rats outside of businesses they put big inflatable rats outside of businesses for for scabs and uh, it's this new th- it's this thing that it's this new thing that like like the people on the on the other side of a strike do where they're like well the left is sensitive to like all these issues we will fucking accuse them of anti semitism and put them on their heels
1: oh you know what I mean okay.
0: and they said scabby the rat right. was an anti semitic caricature and uh, hey. I'm going to tell you the truth. I would have apologized too at first, because when all those people, when when you feel like somebody is coming at you, your first instinct is to be like, maybe I should, you know, maybe I, maybe I did mess up. You know what I mean? Maybe I did, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that's a, like a real that's a new cheap shot that the union busters try to do the, they'll like accuse you of racism or yeah. something like that because they know that you're sensitive to that it's not that you're it's not that they truly think that they, they are using your they're using your your uh sensibilities against you you know and uh it's real dirty and absolutely I hate it. yeah i hate it uh but uh I didn't think you guys canceled the rat i i i I am for your strike and i am also uh, i'm a big proponent of scabby the rat and i also think i'm just going to say this i do think it's odd uh uh it would be nice to get an explanation out of the person who who said that scabby the rat was anti-semitic because like what are you saying there yeah what's what why like what are you what are, like what stereo your is, what are you playing yeah. yeah because it feels like you're saying it, it it feels like you're saying something anti-semitic when you say this you know what i mean because you know that we weren't setting out to attack jews on yeah. this thing so you're reading this in the worst possible it's like the worst bad faith reading of yeah. something and and we know it's cynical and it's just we have to uh, i think that like it's very hard because again you don't want to feel like you've offended somebody on that basis you know you you want to feel like if you offend somebody it's sort of the right people and uh you do it in a way that doesn't take down other people and uh, uh i don't i i i didn't think it, i i didn't blame anybody for for making that tweet because uh uh you know, your mind can get real fucked up when when those accusations get leveled against you.
12: Well, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pretty hectic couple hours, but (laughs) I think everyone's sort of looking forward to the next week of, you know, shutting
0: down the campus again. Yeah. So is there any way people can help you?
12: Yeah, so we actually have a donation link for sort of a strike fund People go to our website, um, GEO3550.org, you can find the uh, strike fund on there. And also, we're doing remote pickets as well. So if you go to bit.ly slash GEO picket, you can sign up and help picket with us, which is virtual picketing is when we just basically harass administrators and try and get us to safe campus. So, <laughs> I mean judging by the amount of bullying we got for talking poorly about Scabby online I think we got a lot of people here who could help out you know
0: Yeah help them out I think uh I uh, I I think what you're doing's right I, I was like looking into stuff and it's a it's a virus hotspot now because of some some policies that the school made and uh um thanks for calling in and and help them out Yeah absolutely Have a good night Definitely thanks bye Bye Peace. Last call. Last call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? <laughs> Fucking
2: make me feel fine. Hey, fellas. This is uh, Garbage Dick.
0: <laughs> What's up, Garbage <laughs> <from Akron>. Dick?
9: <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to your show for a long time. It's the first time I called in. Um, you know, solidarity with your last caller uh, from U of M. I lived in Ann Arbor for most of my life and uh i wanted to call in i don't know if this is like a common issue with with many of your listeners but like i'm having a little bit of a crisis of conscience i guess just uh with like my career and uh well so (laughs) so i'm i'm 37 right Mm
1: -hmm. and
9: uh When I look back at, like, my job history, it's been kind of a murderer's row of, like, industries that are questionable, right? Like, I got out of college, I went to work for the pharmaceutical industry, Um, and then I worked for the financial industry, and then I moved to the Cuyahoga Valley and moved to Akron, and I went to work for, you know, I was like, I'm turning over a new leaf, I'm going to go to work for uh, an industry that really cares about people, and I went to work for an energy company.
1: Okay. Yeah, but I <laughs> so.
9: <laughs> so, I I mean my my politics have have uh you know moved left, I guess over over time. Um and I would I consider myself a leftist now, but I also like I'm pretty comfortable right now and and that's like the problem. Like I don't I hear all these stories and like you have you have such heroes that call in every week. They're doing like they're direct action or they're like, you know, uh, standing up for themselves against various small business tyrants. And it's like, I just, I look at spreadsheets, but man, it's like, you know, they pay me like 85,000 a year and I got like four weeks of paid vacation. You know, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to find a new job, but at the same time, I get like I'll get flyers in the mail that are like you know the red Chinese are trying to take over Ohio's energy grid and it's I've like, seen that's, that's us doing. <laughs> like, I don't like that, you know. Right. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. like. What do you guys think? Is is it okay to like sort of compromise yourself and I, I don't know, your values?
0: <laughs> we've never uh, been the type that would say. I mean, unless you're a cop or something like that. We've never been the type to to kind of say uh uh that you should feel bad about your job because we're all uh we all have to live in this world and uh uh these these things happen and uh they're going to happen with or without you and uh the only thing you can really do is is put energy toward put energy and resources towards sort of <laughs> fighting to destroy your job i guess is the way i look at it like it's kind of like uh uh you know do what you can to help with left causes whether it's you know putting money towards it if you can get to a picket you can go go to the picket be a warm body there and uh, uh you can still live your values in the situation that you're in you know there's nothing i i i I mean, the energy industry, I know, I know people that work in the energy industry, and I know that it's not the best for the environment and stuff like that. But like, there are so many things that you can do outside of your job to sort of repay what's happening and like if you if 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 you're hearing callers call in and and talk about their work they're just not they're not telling us what their job is a lot of time they're telling us about an old job or something like that and you're not the only person that like listens to this show and then has a job that you feel guilty about and that's not our goal we don't want to make people feel guilty about about what they have to do to survive but uh if you feel it's an untenable thing to keep doing this. Like if you have, if, if you have these feelings that you have to get out, then I mean, the best thing to do is just take your time. I mean, you're probably going to have to wait till COVID's over and figure out an exit plan because there's an exit, there's, there's always an exit strategy. I mean, you know, me and Brett both had to exit jobs and Brett's wife had to exit jobs. And we know a lot of people who have left jobs that were making them miserable and they came out better for it in the end. And uh, uh, so if it feels like you have to get out, just start working on your exit strategy. I know mine, mine was like a year. I worked on mine for a year. Before I got out of that cable job, because I was sort of, I wasn't making $85,000 a year, but I had a ton of vacation and I was making more money than I had ever made in my life. And uh, I didn't know if I could rate, I had had just had a daughter and I just didn't know if I could handle that. Like, I I didn't think I should quit my job, but I did feel like I hated the job and that it was making me sad and miserable. And uh, I had to get out and uh, I figured it out over a year and then it took me another eight years after i left it took me another eight years to figure out what i was doing but i think like i honestly think that the, the, for somebody like you who has these values and is comfortable and maybe has a little bit of extra cash you can really be effective helping people because mostly what what people need is money
1: yeah, yeah.
9: That's that's kind of what I've been doing so far. Is like I'll donate to strike funds. I'll donate to like you know bail funds and all that. And and you know after after I get off this call, I'll look up the uh the U of M strike fund there from your previous caller. But look, so you know it's like a, I I just I mean good advice and thank you for that. I just it's just you always wonder like is that enough? I it is. <laughs> I mean when, yeah. Are you
0: are you like when you go to are you miserable at work or, or are you just? Do have? Have you found yourself in just a comfortable place, and now you've got the extra time to think about to to like torture yourself, <laughs> basically?
9: Yeah. See, that's that's the thing, Brad. It's like I'm not miserable. I'm I'm pretty comfortable yeah. because the thing is, when you work for a big corporation, too, a lot of it's very frictionless. You're not dealing with the kinds of terrible, you know, interactions that some of your callers have in like small businesses. So much of it is just filtered down through multiple. It's like, you kind of just do your own thing, you know? Well, yeah. So you're not always confronted with it. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, well, I'll, I'll pitch you on this in that. Like, I mean, if you do like the money is necessary and if you have the free time, I I mean, people that are in precarious situations, the people we need to fight for, a lot of them are working, you know, uh, 60 hours a week. I've even had to come to with like accepting that doing tree fight is a real job because now that my daughter's back in school, it seems like we have like two or three hours at the end of the night and all we want to do is just like watch TV. And I'm like, this feels like regular old weekend warrior grind grinds shit. Like there's simply just not enough Mm -hmm. hours Mm -hmm. in the day to get a full work day in and have like a fulfilling life (laughs) you just, it gets filled up with going to work and, and feeding yourself. Um, but yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, right now you could, you know, do something for food, not bombs or or any sort of the organizational type things, even help from the outside, find out what they need. Um, but more than anything, like we, we all are going to need this community uh in the coming years like as as our relationship with the government it could possibly change in the next five to ten years um i think that like people say you know sometimes it just seems like charity or something but it really is building a community of people that we're going to want to be able to talk to and be around you know when we actually need to rely on each other so for now, I mean, we do need like we do need money siphoned into these causes because it's keeping a lot of shit afloat right now. There's a there's a lot more activists and not people that are Instagram activists. I'm talking about people that work every single day, eight hours a day because doing activism now because of all the money that can be diverted to them.
4: Well, uh, you know, thanks, guys. I, I appreciate the, uh, the
9: input you know, kinda of cathartic just to call into and I guess vent a little bit. So appreciate what you guys do. Um, oh, yeah. on your show. And if I'm your last scholar, you know, uh I'm going home. Take easy to get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We <laughs> go watch Cobra Kai, baby. Thanks for calling in. Right, man. Appreciate it.
9: Yeah, take care.
0: Yeah, I mean there's like in not that we're a leftist cause, but there's people that we know that work in like uh industries and They bought like 15 tickets to one of our shows and invited a bunch of people to come for free. And I was like, oh, I would have let him I would have hooked you up, you know, and they were like, well, you know, I have extra money. And I just wanted to get like swished around in these type of areas, like injecting cash into this area and, you know, into these projects that that people have that are way more important than us. But, you know, part of that community and, you know, like Eric uh, P, who I met on the West Coast and called in. Like I mean, I have that I have that survivor's guilt real bad. I think that I've been, uh, been trying to, you know, like when I saw when I look at the number of people that are getting kicked out of their houses, when I look at the amount of people that are their their uh, unemployment just got taken away and stuff, you know, it does make me feel relatively guilty to be comfortable and and have groceries delivered to my fucking house. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, I also enable am, am able to provide. Other things that are helpful. And, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, th- that sounds like an incredible amu- amount of money. But the people that have more are ha- like the, the amount of money that's above $100,000 is just obscene, you know, for your average workers pay. You know, like there, it's not an obscene amount of wealth to have an, a job that pays $80,000 a year. No, not, you at know? All. not at all. It's enough to feel it's enough to actually just not have to check your bank account all the time. It's enough that you can pay bills on auto pay, put your bills on auto pay, (laughs) pay back your student loans, right? Like, uh, pay, get your car payment done. You know, I will never put my bills on auto pay. Yeah. I've pretty much decided I'm never going to be able to do that. That's just the life I'm living. Well, thank you to everybody that called in tonight. It was a wonderful show. Uh, the, 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 the person, I don't know if I said fella. The jump in. The jump in at the end. I will get you next week if you call back. I'll, I'll pick you up first. Uh, you can message me if you want to give me the number. I don't know if it saved it. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.